here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. everyone, welcome to this week's edition of the New Japan Bureaucast, your weekly audio source for all things in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling. My name is Colin Miller, being joined alongside Damon McDonald. It is Sunday, February 14th, and it has been a crazy past three days in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling. We have got two big shows to review here today, of course, the new beginning in Osaka from 2.11 and the new beginning in Niigata from earlier this morning. But before that, Damon, I'd like to wish you a very happy Valentine's Day. Oh, sweetheart. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, I'm not a big Valentine's Day guy. And, and, and luckily, I've married the right woman because she she's like one of those... You know, she can't stand the fucking holiday. It's a made-up holiday. It's a bullshit holiday, right? It's a Hallmark holiday. Yeah, so, you know, for her... She's like, ah, no, you don't have to get anything. And she actually mean, means it. So uh, she shits on it. Um, I reap the benefits of that. So, but I'd be, I'd be all in if, uh, you know, if she was the type of person that was like, I, you know, I, I kind of dig the, the, the Valentine's Day stuff. Well, I'd be in. You know, that's me. That's my style. Uh, but first, you know what? Being that you started the show off on a very positive note and wishing me a, a wonderful Valentine's Day, I owe you an apology, Colin Miller. An apology for what? I owe you a bit of an apology. Okay, I, I don't spend. I don't spend all goddamn day talking about it by, by any stretch of the imagination. But you know, in in picking up the Observer last week, I gotta admit, reading over our uh, Daniel Bryan situation, right? And again, I don't spend all day talking about it. I don't want to offend anyone. Um, look. You know, the, New Japan was certainly an option. Now, I'm not saying that that, that was necessarily going to be X, right? I, 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 people are, like, rolling their eyes. Jesus Christ! He was never going to be X. I know he wasn't going to be X. Um, but, you know, reading Observer, you know, there was a... There was a there, there, if he would have got a release, he, he I think I think he... And, and if, if he would have got a release and he didn't get his medical testing that he got that kind of showed him that, you know what, you might not want to wrestle anymore... I want to be surprised if New Japan would be a definite option, but that's where I'll go. And I and I shit on that. I remember just literally shitting all over you and just kind of like, Colin, you're out of your fucking mind on this one. But you were, you know, you, I know you were saying it to be jokey. First of all, I know, I know there was a little bit of a, of a jokey thing. The X so, part was, yeah, but you know, but you know, listen, I shit on you. Uh, I I, I got to take a little bit of that back because in reading. It was definitely a possibility. It was it was absolutely a possibility, and 
and then again, I I kind of shit all over you on that. So uh, here, here's here's put it in the calendar, mark it down, Damon, apologizing to Colin. Well, Damon, first of all, your 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 Valentine's Day gift of an apology is accepted, although it is not needed. You know, no uh, no worries, no big deal. But um, yeah, you know, a, a, a Daniel Bryan, I've been saying it for months now. He is a guy. And I, I, I'm sure that this is now made more evident than ever. He loves professional wrestling. And I just, if he couldn't get cleared by WWE, which he was never going to get cleared, um, I just, I knew that he, I, I saw him becoming like, like an AJ Styles where he, you know, kind of split up his time between New Japan and Ring of Honor and according to Mr. Meltzer that is certainly uh the direction that he was headed before he got that new testing. So your apology is accepted and um hey, you know, look look, look looks like Colin's not so crazy after all. <laughs> Listen, huh? a broken clock is right two times a day, all right? Let's not, let's not get all let's pump out the chest a little bit, Colin. All right, all right. I'm still right. crazy. Well, yes, you are crazy, but uh, again, uh, that's a good read. I don't. Did you read the whole Observer? That was a really good read. That was I did a really not good... get it, a chance to read the entire thing yet, but I I did hear uh, Melser say that on uh, an edition of Wrestling Observer Radio, and you know what? You were the first person I thought of when Dave said he he was. Um, New Japan and Ring of Honor was definitely an option. I, I, I was actually going to bring that up today, <laughs> and I'm I'm glad that you did it before I did. Uh, listen, I'm taking I'm taking the high road on that one. I'm, I'm um I know when when uh, you know I was reading it and and it was uh, Melts did a good job on that. Let's let's be honest here. Let's 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 give him his due. He did a real good job on that on that issue. Um, but uh, yeah, and reading that as I'm reading the the sentences, I'm like, fuck, Miller was really close to the bone on this one. He yep. was really, uh, he was really on on point. He was, uh, you know, he he saw the tea leaves, um. Okay, but yes, that definitely, uh, definitely an interesting read. If you haven't read it, by all means, find a way to pick up that issue. It's a good read. Um, okay, so we got two big shows, right? Two big shows that that we, is correct. Uh, cover. Big, new beginnings, right? Yes. So you know what? Let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it and start off with. The new beginning from 211 in Osaka. All right, let's do that. But let's first. <laughs> no. Here we go. No, no, You're no, already let's... derailing us. Oh, I, but that's what we do. That's 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 the charm of me. Um, what did what was your over? Give us your overall thoughts, Colin Miller, because you know, we have many people just hanging on every word now with your prognostication skills. I'm, Give me I'm, your overall thoughts on both of these shows. Which, first of all, which night did you like better? Well, I have to say that as I was watching this morning's show um, from the Gata, I think that the undercard was a lot stronger than the undercard for the two eleven show. Um, you know, I I thought that. Both of these shows, as a whole, were very good. I don't. I, I. I'm not ready to say that they were great, but they were very good. And I think that I want to say that overall, um, I think that I preferred the 211 show. And I think that a lot of that 
has to do with the Shibata Ishii match, another masterpiece of brutality. Yeah, I'm in the same camp as you, Colin Miller. I liked Osaka better. Um, and not by a country mile, but I definitely found myself enjoying more of the stuff coming out of the Osaka show than of today's show. Um, now, I think both undercards were somewhat underwhelming. And, and some of these matches really going into it, you really didn't expect all that much. But there was one match. Well, let me ask you this. Let's, do you want to do this? What was your what was the best match of the, of the between the two shows? Best match was it was it Shibata Ishii for you? Yeah, a- a- absolutely. The best match between these two shows uh, for for me personally was Shibata Ishii with uh, probably um, Tanahashi Omega coming in uh, as a close second. I I liked I, we're we're very similar. We're very similar here. I I think so too. I I think Ishii Shibata was the best of the two of the two shows. Uh, I really enjoy Tanahashi and Omega, and it had all the markings of shit that would normally have me going, motherfuckers, enough with the fucking interference. That sounded enough- like me during the, the junior heavyweight match, but we'll Sp- talk about that later. Okay, right. So I'm going Ishii Shibata. I'm going Omega Tanahashi, even with all the shenanigans, because I felt like the shenanigans fit the match. And again, we'll get... We'll, we'll, dive deeper into the pool in a second but i felt like it it made sense in the match for some reason i really didn't have that much of a problem in fact there were times when i was like i actually enjoyed it and i thought it added to the match i liked um i like the junior tag match a lot yes that's my number three i like the junior tag match a lot i liked goto and and okada next i don't i'm but so of those four, of those four matches, three of them are Osaka. And I don't think that there was anything on the show today besides Okada and Tanahashi that makes my top five. No, that, not really. That makes my top five between the two shows. Colin, I'm going to – and I'm shocked that I'm saying this. I really didn't fucking like Bushi and Kushida. I really didn't like it at all. That match it, it frustrated re- the hell out of me. It frustrated the hell out of me. And it was so much I felt was left on the table. So much of I felt was left on the table. I there's I have a lot of problem with that fucking match. And and again, it's not all to do with the interference. A lot of it does. A lot of it does. It has to do not, with the mist. It, it, it's everything. We it have really reached peak everything. mist, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, we, yeah, we're done with the mist. Um, the mist, I, I, I fucking, I, I'm over. Guys, I'm, I'm over this Los Ingobernables. Mid-card. They're mid-carders right now. They're fucking a pack of mid-carders. And the interference that occurred in this match, and who made the saves, was laughable. Was fucking laughable. Rice, okay? The Gucci. Making the saves. You know, helping... You know, if you're looking, he's at looking a, out for his pal Kushida. Okay, I don't. Uh, I, I I understand from the dome show, and, and I, I don't. I didn't like it. He's the I, Doc I, Brown to Kushida's Marty McFly. Well, I'm over it because it, it, it. And I'm and I went here. I was sitting here saying that there could be very well be a title change, right? And I was almost. You know, I couldn't believe I was saying it, but I was almost thinking the, that you know this might be a good thing to have a title change. Even after all of our fucking 
you know, diatribes about uh, Kushida having a long run. I was I was kind of like, okay, if you're going to do it, do it. Do it. Bushi might not be a bad choice. Colin, this match did nothing for me. The interference left a lot to be desired in my mind. Uh, they left a lot on the table. I I'm not a fan of this match. It's it's very disappointing. Absolute disappointment in my eyes. I think that we are very close in agreement when it comes to that match. There were moments during that match when I said to myself, "Oh my God, they are doing it again. They are backpedaling on Kushida. Bushi is walking away as the new champion here." But thankfully, that didn't happen. However, thank God, thank God for for Taguchi and Jay White. <laughs> yeah, well, seriously, I can't believe we're saying this. Hey, hey, Tag- Taguchi is very popular, which we we are going to talk about in a moment here. But yeah, the interference in this match was like the polar opposite of the interference in the main event, where the interference here really hurt the match quality. I agree. I agree. All right, let's. So we're we're pretty much on the same page when it comes to matches and. Um, where we saw everything uh, from a general overview. All right, so let's dive in. We're, we're going to Osaka first, right? Yep, so Osaka 211. We saw that show start out with a very good um, Young Lions match between David Finley and Jay White. Great back-and-forth action here. Um, Jay White caught Finley in the cannonball in the corner, had him in the in a Styles Clash position, yeah. and then yeah. uh, Finley taps out to what I think was kind of like a like a half lion tamer by yeah, Jay like White. Yeah, like a single leg. It was like a single, like a like a deep bended single leg Boston Crab. Yes. Um. I, I here's the thing with these matches, and 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 me, and I'm guilty of this too. So, you know, I'm is this uh, like a pot kettle black kind of thing, but. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll do my best to not do this and recognize this point, but I think some people out there, um, you, you got to take these matches for what they are. And like when you start rating these types of matches and, and taking them and comparing them to everything else that's on the card, I don't know if that's necessarily fair, right? They're not given the proper amount of time. They're, they're limited move sets. Uh, you know, they're, they're there for a job. Uh, not to do a job, to, for a job, an opening match, you know, five minutes, eight minutes at the most. You're not going to see every spectacular move that you have in the arsenal of pro wrestling, but you're going to see young, a good Young Lions match, right? That's what you're looking for. You're looking for a good Young Lions match. That's my point. So to, to kind of throw out the snowflakes and the stars just in general on these matches, I think is really unfair. That being said, this is a good Young Lions match. I really enjoyed this match a lot, and I'm not going to go so far as to say it's the best Young Lions match I've ever seen, but it was a really solid, good Young Lions match. Yeah, it was a great opener that really set the tone for the rest of the evening, and you know what? Mark my words, in a couple years, Jay White is going to be a big star. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think that there's any doubt that, that, that listen, anybody, I can't, well, you know what? Let me let me pump the brakes. I can't say anybody that comes out of the fucking dojo is a big star, but you could see it on these guys. I mean, they got it. They got it. They absolutely have it. Um, I would love to see what else they can do with them in in the meantime. You know, I, you know, if they're going to have them go out on an excursion, have them go out on an excursion. Let's get it done quick. I, I, I've said it before. Let's press the fast but forward button. Let's get them out there. Get them going. Um, right now they can't though. They don't. They don't have the young lions. You know, Imagine those two going away right now. 
there would be a there would be a very big gap down the bottom of that card. And, yes. and and they fill a nice little role of solid hands. Not more than solid hands. They're, they're very good wrestlers. They're very good wrestlers. They're young. They're athletic. And quite frankly, they're in positions that they can be placed in, as we'll see during the night here and uh, the next night. You know, they can be plopped in these six-man tags. And, you know, it's no surprise that when they're in there, they're they're looking at the lights. And they can they can handle that role spectacularly, though, right? And not only that, I think that Jay White is a great representative of the uh, New Zealand demographic that li- that listens to this podcast. So he, he he's kind of our unofficial, uh, you know, New Z- Kiwi. Yeah, he's the Kiwi Jesus, as we called him. Yes. Uh, if, if again, if if I'm gonna have people in a match where I know that they're there to take the fall from the stars, fine. Uh, the, the, I'll, I'll take them every day of the week because um, what they do, it, you know, it, 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 it's a terrible example. But you know how, like, back in the day where you would watch, you know, the squash matches on television and you knew that you were going to get a good one when you got, like, Barry Horowitz or you got, like, uh, I'm a huge Bull. Horowitz fan. Or, yeah, but you knew, you knew the good jobbers, right? You knew that it was going to be a little bit more spectacular than, say, your <laughs> – you know, Frankie Williams or Mike your, Bell. Uh, that was Mike, my favorite. <laughs> Mike Bell was a good. AJ Petruzzi once again making yeah. a comeback. Right. <laughs> so you knew, you know, Mike Shaw. Um, We're gonna have AJ Petruzzi on here one day. I, I swear wait. to God. I told you. You you're, you fucking live up there. You supposed you're supposed to line this shit up. I know. I know. We're, I'm 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 in the area. Come on. I'm, I'm sure he's not doing anything. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he's probably doing roofing. <laughs> right, right. putting shingles just, up. Right, if you see a roofing anybody or mowing anybody landscaping, just start yelling AJ Petrucci. Somebody's somebody's going to know him at least and point you in the right direction. He's probably the only AJ we can get on this podcast now. <laughs> you got that right, <laughs> or ever. Um, so you knew you were going to get a good match, and 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 again, not to say that these guys. I think these guys are head and shoulders above those guys. Um, but I look forward to seeing them. And again, this was a solid opening match between two young lions, given the right amount of time. I did think it was going to be a styles clash. I got to be honest with you. Yeah. I, yeah. I was kind of like waiting for that. I was like, Oh my God, is he real? And then, you know, the, 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 I should have smartened myself up on that one because of course it was going to be a Boston crab. But um, listen, I like the fact, here's the thing too. Name me another promotion where you can talk about the opening fucking match. They're young lions as much as we do on this show about them. You know what I mean? Like that's that. If that doesn't tell you how good they are and how much people enjoy seeing them and how good they are in their role, then I don't know what does. We could spend ten minutes talking about fucking David Finley. We could spend ten <laughs> minutes talking about Jay White. That's amazing. Give give me another promotion where we can do that. If these give guys me- go out on excursion, by the way, I, I man, I, I'm envisioning some of the matches that they could have in a promotion like Rev Pro. Like, imagine Jay White versus Marty Skrull. I think that could be a great match. I think there's, there's, listen, you could go around the world and there's top guys that they could dance with. I, go down the list, whether it's Mexico and or, or Ring of Honor or Rev Pro or whomever. There's so much out there that they could sink their teeth into, and then as us as a fan sink our teeth into, fuck, come on. I would love it. Uh, but here's the thing, too. Can't be right now, Colin. Now, that would leave a very, 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 very big hole. That would leave, leave a very big hole in that young Lions. It's not going to be for a little bit, but when it happens, it's going to be fun. 
So our next match is a six-man tag with a team of Taguchi, Tiger Mask, and Jushin Thunder Liger taking on Ghetto, Yoshihashi, and Sakuraba. You know, you have said before on this podcast that Taguchi is probably the smartest guy in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And, you know, that was really evident to me when I was watching this match. Like, this, this guy doing his whole uh, comedy shtick with, you know, the the whole Nakamura gimmick. Man, he, he's over with this audience. Well, here's the thing. Like, when I first saw him come out doing his little tribute act, and, and, and when I say first come, come out, like, I'm talking about this show, not how he's been doing it forever. I kind of was like, that's kind of weird in the sense that, I don't know if if I were New Japan, would I want to just forget about Nakamura? Not not necessarily wipe him from history, but like I don't know if I necessarily want to have a guy on my roster paying tribute to him, you know, while in the ring. You know what I mean? I thought that was kind of odd, but then the more that I thought about it, yeah, it is kind of a. I don't know. It's it's it, it works for him. It works for him, and I still think he's the smartest guy in the promotion. You know, he's 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 more over than he's ever been. And he's and truth be told, he's probably working in easy, much easier style than the what he's what he was when he was you know Apollo fifty five and you know making his junior run. So, eh, um, at this match was meh, right? Like, I think it, they spent five minutes working over Liger for a hot tag to Tiger Mask that meant nothing. Right? Like the crowd was crickets. Um, Sakuraba did nothing, right? And that was a that was a big fear going into this match. Was is this going to be a Sakuraba night off? It was a Sakuraba night off. Um, the highlight tip for me personally was was Ghetto. The highlight and, for and, me was Ghetto calling Taguchi a motherfucker. <laughs> that was the lot, highlight. There was a lot of potty mouth these two shows. There was a, there was a lot of saucy language uh, between uh, him and Juice with the with the old MF bombs. I mean, yeah. come on, let's clean it up, boys. Uh, but I like I like that uh, the selling of the ankle lock was pretty great. Um, meh, meh match. You yeah. know, it wasn't wasn't anything, uh, nothing that I'm gonna go out of my way to watch again. We say that a lot, but uh, meh, meh, meh. Yeah. So basically, Ghetto uh, taps out to Taguchi's ankle lock, and that match is in the books. So let's move on to uh, undoubtedly the match that. Damon and I, and I'm sure all of you were looking forward to the most here uh, on, on this particular show, Tenkozy versus Yuji Nagata and Nakanishi. So basically Kojima pins Nakanishi with a big lariato, and man, Nakanishi just afterwards, he looked gassed. He looked spent. Well, he gave it, He gave everything he had. I mean, he did. I, 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 have, I'm, I didn't do my homework here, but I wonder what the, when the last time you know, Nakanishi was just in a regular old normal tag match, let alone a six man tag, you know, where he can really sit back and let other people do the heavy lifting and he can come in for his, his trademark spots. Um, the, again, the crowd to me felt like they were asleep during the first half of this match. They were, they were on their hands during this match. Um, I kind of felt like Kojima and, and Nagata tried, right? I, I thought they, 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 uh, they did. They did their best to kind of make this match salvageable. Kojima and Nagata. Do you think uh, that but, those two are like the shining stars of their respective teams? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't think there's any any doubt about that, right? There's only so many times you can see the double wind up chops to the trapezes muscles. Ugh, I hate that move. It's the worst move ever. 
you know, the, the Tenzan double chop to the to the shoulder blade. Oh, the Mongolian chops. Yeah. Could you well, imagine somebody doing that in a bar fight? I, I tell you what, I might order Mongolian chops on the <laughs> in Las Vegas. But <laughs> sound delicious. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. That's, I'm gonna, I'm just, I'm clearing out bars doing pro wrestling moves. I'm gonna get fucking murdered. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have your ten gallon hat on. You're gonna be doing the Juice Robinson shuck and jive punches. You're gonna be doing Tenzan's Mongolian chops. Right, what I'm else gonna, could you do? A bleed about the mouth and head area is what I'm gonna be doing if I do that in a bar fight. I'm gonna spit mist. There you go. Now we're talking. Yeah, we're talking. Um, notice how he didn't say blow mist. <laughs> I did pick that up, Colin. Well done. Well done. Well, thank well, you. Thank well, you. Well done. Um, it was by accident. No, I'm sure. Uh, the closing stretch of this match. Um, it was okay, and I think, and I think I liked it more because there, there, even though I went in with a prediction of um, Kojima and Tenzan winning. You know, as this match was going on, and I, I, that might be testament to who these guys are and how well they work. I really didn't have an idea who was winning this match, right? As as the as the, as the match went on, I was going either way. Of, of any one of these two teams could have picked up the win. Um, now it did fall in my favor in my prediction, but uh, I did think that the closing stretch of this match, Colin, wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. No, no, not at all. Um... Like I said, uh, Kojima hits the Lariato on Nakanishi, and afterwards, they cut a little promo in the ring. Now, I don't speak Japanese. Um, however, I assume that the, the, the promo had to do with them challenging Nakanishi and Nagata again to a rematch. I mean, thank God, I don't think it was about them being in the uh, number one contendership slot. But, well, um, yeah, yeah. As we'll as we'll find out later on in the evening, no, not in this evening, but in, in the three days later. Three days later, uh, thank goodness gracious that that doesn't seem to be the case. Now that doesn't mean that they're not going to get a shot, right? Because we all know how the booking goes in this company, right? You know, people lose for a reason, and we might find out three months from now that, that oh, remember in New Beginnings when we beat Kojima or when, when we beat Nagata and Nakanishi? Well, that makes us a number one contender. That might very well happen. Uh, but for right now, they're going to pump the brakes on that. Eh, hopefully, we'll never see that. But um, yeah, again, there's a big difference between people trying hard and not being able to physically perform, right? And people who maybe have the ability or don't show the ability and not trying. And I don't think that that was the case with this match. I really felt like these guys tried. Um, and you know the physical limitations did limit in, in the match quality, but I think again, I, I really feel like uh, Kojima and Nagata went out of their way to work as hard as they could to make this match enjoyable, and I did. I enjoyed the last stretch of this first half of this match stunk. Let's be honest, first match, first half, <laughs> the shits. Second half it picked up, it got better. Yeah, anytime you see Ten Cozy versus Yuji Nagata and Nakanishi on the card, you know. You're, you you kind of know uh, what what type of meal you're in store you're in store for so to speak, but yeah, it, as 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 far as uh, these matches go, it was not uh, the worst match that they could have had. No, and and here's the thing, you know, it these matches do stick out like a sore thumb because it is one of these tag matches. It's not a six man tag. It's a, just a regular old standard tag match that. Um, 
you know, for me, and I think we talked about this last week, it, it did stick out like a sore thumb. It did look like it was a number one contenders match, even though nothing was was officially announced. You know, these these matches don't happen all the time. And the fact that, you know, you had these two teams that you know somewhat had a little battle brewing in the past couple months, it, it kind of made sense that the winner of this match would go on to better things. The problem is, is that the teams that are involved aren't that sexy. So, um, you know, again, keep this keep this match in the back of your heads, kids, because, you know, it might come back to rear its ugly head soon. It might come back to haunt you. <laughs> it, it might very well. Kind of like, uh, you know, the clap or something. Not that so, I would know that. <laughs> <laughs> so our next match was a six-man tag featuring the team of Kushida, Juice Robinson, and Michael Elgin taking on Los Ingobernables de Japón. So, obviously, the big takeaway from this match was uh, uh, to build for Kushida, defending the title against Bushi at the next show. Uh, what did we see here? Uh, Bushi sprays the mist once again in Kushida's face. Yeah. Evil. You, think, you, you think he'd, you know, why don't you, here, again, I, I hate to use logic in pro wrestling, but if I'm Kushida, so wear fucking goggles, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so come to the ring with goggles. Yeah, why not? You know how they wear in like the the sh- like you know swimmers. <laughs> why wear that? He already no. has a life preserver vest on. So <laughs> seriously, <laughs> that's a good point. Colin, Colin with the woody barbs. So evil hits the. I want to call it the the evil buster on Juice Robinson for the win. I don't know if that's what it's really called, but that's what I like to call it. And uh, then there's a beatdown on Kushida. Elgin makes the save. And, yeah, nothing uh, stellar here in this six-man tag. Like you said, this Los and Gobernables, uh, it's... Uh-oh, you know, uh-oh. Is, is, this, is this a turning point with Colin? I don't want to say that it's a turning point, but I'm, defini- I'm, I'm definitely um, growing uh, weary of their monkey shines. <laughs> I don't, what's a monkey shine? A monkey shine is a a, a trick, um, uh, an act. Shenanigans. Yes, they're, they're shenanigans. Ho- they're horseplay. Yes, they're horseplay. Exactly. Uh, and so, let's talk about uh, uh, what, what is obviously the the most heated rivalry in New Japan right now, and that is Tetsuya Naito versus the announcer. Well, right, uh, Milano uh, Collection AT, and and um, yeah, they're going back and forth. not not Milano. Um, Oh, his name escapes me, but we all know who, who the play-by-play uh, uh, gentleman is at ringside. He, going back and forth between, uh, you know, well, he's he's a huge uh, Yuji Nagata fan, right? Yes. So if you remember back uh, last year's, if I'm not mistaken, last year's New Beginning shows, right? That's right. When, yeah. So this uh, is Nakamura. Yeah, and, and the interview with uh, him and his wife, and he's he's always wearing the the Blue Justice T-shirt, and you know, he's a big fan. Anti aging. Anti aging. Listen, I need some of that. Uh, good, good for him. He's a big fan. Well, you know, he makes it known, and uh, he gets his he, he uh, unbuttons his dress shirt and his tie, and dish, which is very unprofessional, by the way. Let me just say, wearing a Yuji Nagata t-shirt. It's not like I have ever worn a pro wrestling t-shirt underneath my dress <laughs> dress apparel for work. Um, Certainly not. I, I am I am most definitely not going to have my King of Strong Style uh, t-shirt, <laughs> you know, under my dress shirt tomorrow or anything like that. Highly inappropriate. Um, so, yes, he uh, had it ripped, his shirt ripped. I felt bad for him. Um, uh, so, Michael Elgin, let me just say one thing about Mike. This is the first time this entire night that I th- really feel like 
you saw a guy who the crowd was interested in, right? When Mike made that tag and came in and did a couple of his hot moves, the crowd lit up a little bit. I'm not saying they went batshit crazy, but they were going for him. And, and, and that was really the first time the entire night that I really felt the crowd start to rumble when uh, Michael Elgin was in. And it was really deafening. It was definite, deafening silence when Michael Elgin made that tag to Juice Robinson. Boy, oh boy, could you hear the fucking crickets. You could hear water running. <laughs> you, could hear, you could hear the electricity popping and the light bulbs. It was silent. Um, so, yeah, Juice doing his whole shtick. Uh, biggest takeaway here is, Colin, evil once again getting the pinfall win. He's been getting all of them, right? He's he all these little spot shows, all these little row two shows leading up to this event. Evil's been getting the pin. That's right. So uh, yeah, they're 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 looking for good things out of Watanabe. Um, so he he gets the win once again. Uh, he's the guy that's getting over in these matches. So yeah, look for bigger things out of him. And I will say that um, on both of these shows, his wrestling has been better. In the ring, that he's I been have highlight. Seen it in, For me, he's been the highlight. Past. Yeah, uh, and uh, I agree. Over over Naito, and I know everybody's getting a boner over Bushi, and 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 listen, I like Bushi a lot. To me, in the past, since the dome, I think evil. I'm digging. I'm digging more evil. Now, listen, I still think the entrance is shit. I like the in ring stuff I'm seeing from Evil. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm okay with this. And I've, and I've watched a couple of these new beginning, these Row Two shows, and uh, well, not all of them. I've seen some highlights. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm turning the corner a little bit on, on Evil Naito. Uh, fuck Naito. Uh, I'm, I don't get it. And I, and I was the first person to say I don't get it. And, and uh, listen, there are a lot more people that are turning the corner thinking. Okay, gimmick's great, and and I don't even think the gimmick's that great, to be honest with you. But okay, gimmick's great. Match quality is taking a fucking nosedive, and don't give me this fucking tired ass. Well, he sells a lot of shirts, does he? What's a lot of shirts? What you see three people in the crowd wearing an Los Ingobernables T-shirt, and that, and, and you know what it is? It kind of stemmed from like this one report where they were talking about how Punk. CM Punk it sells a lot of T-shirts, and that's you know, and he's right up there. And he's, he's selling more T-shirts than Cena. And they, okay, you're going to tell me that that's a comparable argument to Los Ingobernables and CM Punk selling T-shirts? It's not. It's not the same thing. Something I mean, tells me that uh, more people are buying Bullet Club T-shirts than I they are Los so. Ingobernables T-shirts. And, and, I, and I don't have the numbers in front of me to to, to, to verify that. But I do. I'm to, looking at them right now. Oh, you really have the, legend, <laughs> you have the spreadsheets right there? <laughs> yep. I have an Excel file. Nice. Good for you. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't... I think it's, I think it, I think it's an overblown argument. I really do. I think the T-shirt sales is a little bit of an overblown argument unless you're making such an impactful... It's such an impactful, noticeable uh, moving of the needle when it comes to merchandise. Come on, get off, get off the T-shirt sales for a mid. And that's exactly who he is right now. Let's 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 make no bones about this. Naito is a mid Carter right now. 
Damon, let me part. tell you something. These t-shirt sales, they are going to take New Japan back to the 90s glory days. That, <laughs> that That's how, that then, is listen, how big not, the impact and not, is. And I'm not saying that t-shirt sales don't, don't you know, is is it nice to have? And, and is, you know, listen, everybody loves to get their t-shirts sold and uh, make money for the company. I, I'm not doubting that. Nobody nobody is. But to say that that is such a, a needle mover that, that, you know, it's really not. It's not that not that big of a deal, um, especially when it comes to Naito. Now, is it more than what he was selling? Sure, no doubt. I know nobody's arguing that fact. But to to make it this this gigantic factor of of him being this important cog of the wheel, um, where he stands right now in New Japan. Now, again, we sat here what last you know last year when we talked about predictions for 2016. And and you know I'll sit here and tell you right now that I I expect still to this day great things for Naito, right? I think 2016 should be a fantastic year for him. And it, it didn't happen yet. And, and again, I understand it's February 14th. Relax, I'm waiting. Ain't seen it yet. And and the sh- these shows have done nothing, nothing to to give me confidence that this is going to happen in the very near future. The in ring the in ring quality has suffered. Let's. Just- Let's face it. This it Los, absolutely has. This Los and Gobernobles gimmick, it has really hurt the in-ring product when it has come to Naito's matches. And you know what? Back during uh, G125, um, I was thinking, man, you know, Naito versus Okada is looking like a good dome main event to me. You know, I'm, I'm not thinking that right now. That 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 is not my train of thought currently. Currently. No. Right, and they, and, and well, again, they have uh, they have so much time, they, and and who knows where this is going in the year. But right now, as of as of right now, I am I'm not seeing it, and you know, it's not like he's you know the NWO selling fucking t-shirts. You know, <laughs> it's 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 a uh, you know it it's more than what he was. Yes, is there more interest in him? Probably. Yes. I would give I, a definitive I, yes for that. Yeah, I think I think there's more eyeballs that are on him. Sure. Absolutely. I don't know how that 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 particularly translates into money, right? And, and again, don't give me the T-shirts. I don't know if that's that's a big needle mover. I'm talking about houses, gates, stuff like that. Uh, he's not been put in the position to do so yet. He's he's middle of the card right now, and and I would have thought that by now things would be in place for him, and it doesn't seem to be the case. So our next match to close out the first half of this new beginning show was for the never open weight six man tag team championship, or as one of our great Twitter followers so eloquently dubbed it, the never give a fuck six man <laughs> tag team championships with the champions Mark and Jay Briscoe and Toru Yano taking on Tamatanga, Yujiro Takahashi, and Bad Luck Fale. And Damon, how about it? Takahashi bringing out a new girl for the exactly. evening. She wasn't new. She she was there before, right? Okay, you know we've what? seen her before, haven't we? I she may have been there before. However, this was the first time that they actually put her name up, and her name is Shiori. Okay, are you, are you following her on Twitter yet? Instagram? Not yet. Not Anything yet. But you can, yet? you can be rest assured that I will update. <laughs> I will be giving weekly updates on the uh, Instagram account of Shiori. I'm, okay. I'm a fan. I, I bet you are. Uh, what's there not to be? Um, I can't believe we're going to spend more than three minutes talking about this, but uh, what was the other one? Yellow Barbie? What was her name? Mao. Mao Chan. Okay. Wasn't she getting a DVD? I believe so, yes. I think that she does have a DVD on the market. Okay. Well, wasn't she pimping it out? 
you know, literally, um, on, on you know, on television. And what, was that a New Japan sponsored product? Like, what, I I'm not like sure if it was a New Japan sponsored product. However, I seem to remember her promoting it on one of the shows, much yeah. like Toru Yano promotes his Chaos DVDs. So exactly, exactly. Maybe they kind of got together. Yano like pulled her aside and said, "Hey, you got to really, uh, you know." You, you have to corner the market here. Well, listen, she ain't cornering anything anymore. Because, well, she <laughs> might be she might be cornering the corner right now because you ain't seeing her anywhere. Um, hey now, I'm I'm just saying, like, where is she? Where is she at? You know, uh, was there a falling out? Was there a was there an issue? Was there a money issue? <laughs> was there a uh, a uh, you know, I just think it's kind of odd. Why would she not be? Uh, why would she not be around, Colin? And why isn't Dave writing about this in the Observer? Right, Dave, get on this. We need we need the hot scoop here. Where's uh, where's Yellow Barbie? Um, well, as far as this match goes, on a on a more serious note, this was basically what we saw at uh, Wrestle Kingdom ten. Um, Tamatanga ends up hitting the low blow on Yano, hits his DDT finisher, and we have new never openweight champions for the evening. <laughs> yeah uh well look uh nice to see uh uh tonga getting his uh belt title right first one for him right that's right uh bullet club going on to bigger and better things with this I, i'm sure that here's my prediction colin i think the bullet club are going to take these never titles and they're going to just do great things with them it's going to be like you know, it's going to be the most. They're going to they're going to bring this belt to new heights, and it's going to be um, just a spectacular run for the Bullet Club. And uh, nothing but but green pastures do I see for this title run for the Bullet Club. I mean, how could they be beaten? How I mean, I don't the company, know. The company just I I just see them getting behind the idea of, of a long, fruitful, powerful, impactful title run for these these three gentlemen for these never titles and i look forward to great things from it and and i and and that's a stone cold lock from damon mcdonald right there damon i think that you might be onto something there and of uh, course i am <laughs> we'll discuss that in in a bit when we talk about the rematch that they had on the next show i don't know i don't know what happened there i have to well, listen uh, uh, i i'm i i i'm confident that that the 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 bullet club will, will prevail victorious i mean why would they why would they switch the titles just to give it right back the next uh, what three days later? That's that's preposterous. Makes no right? sense. They wouldn't they would, do that. They would I mean, unless it's just one of those belts that they're just going to toss between teams and meaningless. You know, uh, you know who gives a shit? We'll just do it just to do it and then have fun with it. But why would they do that? That's, yeah, that, that's, that, that's not what these never six man no, titles are about, ladies and no, gentlemen. These are serious. Take these belts seriously, everyone. Take them seriously. That is right. And just keep that in your mind until we get to uh, this next show here. But, nah, I'm um, not worried about the next show. <laughs> so we for the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championship, we have a, three ma- a three-way match here with the champions, the Young Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson, defending against... Red Dragon and Matt Seidel and Ricochet. First of all, I, I don't know if if you like this or not, or you know, the, the Young Bucks seem to be a very polarizing tag team in uh, this day and age. And I love when they come out and they and they talk into the camera. They they they, they say hello to their old friends that might be uh, wrestling elsewhere in other promotions. And I thought it was really cool how Matt Jackson looks into the camera 
and uh, he says, uh, "Good luck, Brian. Love you, baby." Something like that. Yeah, it's better than you know, you know, motherfuckers and you know, eat my asshole as they come to the <laughs> ring. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, we know who's like know, some people, like some people swinging cock belts and such. Uh, no, I don't have a problem with that. In fact, I I I do find that enjoyable. Um, and and again, they they they're catering to all of us dopes, you know, waking up at two o'clock in the morning and four o'clock in the morning, and all the smart marks, all the smart marks, um, you know, throwing us a bone, and that's fun. I I don't mind it. I I have no problem with it. It's 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 innocent and fun, and it, it is. It's just like a little. Little, you know, I'm waiting for the uh, the the pure cash shout out, shout out. You know, if we can, if it's we coming. can make that happen, if we can make that happen, boy, oh boy, would that be would that be something to look forward to? Um, it'll never happen. I, I wouldn't like it if they just went like, you know what, who sucks? The pure cash. <laughs> <laughs> Dave McDonald, what a fucking turd he is. That would be amazing. <laughs> and give me a suck it. Um, that would be amazing. I would laugh my ass off. Um, I gotta and- say, I I I enjoyed uh, this three way match a lot more than I did the four way at Wrestle Kingdom. I thought this match was incredible. Uh, well, let me pump the brakes. Maybe not incredible, but it was great. It was great. It was, I really, it was the, obviously the best match so far, um, and and I really enjoyed a lot of the stuff that they were doing. Uh, a couple take takeaways that that um, just come to mind. One, Red Dragon. Right, they, they they do the kidnapping spot again with Cody Hall. Right, yeah. Again, nowhere near a finish. Right, no, no, nowhere near, nowhere near. Once again, Red Dragon, they're they're not losing. Right, they're very protected in, in the booking with New Japan, and uh, and uh, they got a good deal in New Japan because they ain't losing. Right, they they get carted off, kidnapped, and that's that. They're nowhere near the finish. Um, Where does Cody Hall take him? By the way, like. I think, um, you know, that's a good question. Uh, Does he put him in like a meat locker, like a freezer? Like, it's <laughs> a good question. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they in a bathroom or. Uh, and like, is he pounding on the door, and then like Taguchi oh, sure. walks by, and he hears <laughs> a he hears a, a a yelling, a faint yelling, and then he opens up the freezer door, and then. And it's Bobby Fish shivering with icicles on his <laughs> on his handlebar yeah, mustache. That's kind of what I'm envisioning in my mind. Listen, we can we can do this all day. Um, I liked the uh, I liked the spot where uh, every team missed their big move, right? So uh, uh, Young Bucks missed their big move from the top rope. Red Dragon missed their big spot from the top. I like that. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, the pyramid top rope spot, uh, suplex spot, I thought was pretty good. Um, again, the kidnapping spot with with uh, Red Dragon and Cody Hall. And again, Red Dragon nowhere to be found. Very good match, guys. Very good match. And again, up until this point. It was the match that I enjoyed the most uh, of, of this show. And how about the finish here? Ricochet and Matt Seidel hitting their stereo shooting star presses on Nick and Matt Jackson, walking away your new IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions. You know, I was thinking that for the past year or so, like, wh- who has held these Junior Tag Straps? It's been, like, the Young Bucks, Red Dragon... Can you even remember anybody else, like in the past year? No, I yeah, mean it's basically it, it, been 
tossed back and forth between those two teams. And finally, we get some, you know, this this team of Seidel and Ricochet. We've been saying, you know, since they first started teaming together in New Japan, is it is the shot in the arm that the junior tag division has needed. And uh, now they, they finally pulled the trigger, and they are your uh, new tag champions. So I hope that we see a long and fruitful reign from those two extremely talented young gentlemen. I had someone text me uh mackie mackie texted me and he's like he's banging uh, my girl <laughs> he's like right now i'm banging your girl uh Callum's girl um the why, why did they wait so long for this change why didn't they just just change these belts at the dome like why did we have to go through this process and and again i don't know if it's lucha underground commitments i don't know if it's, it's this is just something that they just wanted to stretch out who knows but you know, it just seems to me to get to this place where we are now with Seidel and Ricochet, I don't know. Could this have been ac- accomplished months ago? Uh, because th- we all knew this is where this was going to end up. Or, or we all let – me, let me take that back. We didn't know. We didn't know. But we all wanted, and we all uh, kind of saw the handwriting on the wall, right? I think why, – why not – Why? Why? I guess my point is, is why are we having the young bucks lose this – or win the belts – and then lose the belts. And here's the thing, too. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Dome show, Red Dragon didn't lose the fall. No, I don't believe they did. And they didn't lose the fall here. It's amazing. It's amazing how protected they are in this booking. You know, and, and, and I guess my point being is that what's the payoff? What's the payoff? Like, what? Like what there's got to be a reason for them being so protected, right? There's got to be a reason. They don't do these things just willy-nilly. At least I want to believe that, right? At least I want to believe that, you know, that there's some thought process going into why this team is so protected. But I don't think anybody's doubting this, right? Well, you can't. You, the, the, the facts are there. These guys don't lose. Correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. Isn't Kyle O'Reilly going to be involved in an ROH World Title match at the yeah. 14th anniversary show? They are, but I don't, I don't, I don't see, I don't think, and one has anything to do with the other. Now, okay, okay, but 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 okay, but but I will say this, Colin, that point being one little factor in things, right? And then you kind of take into the consideration that Sakuraba and Gato was, you know, they 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 tag up to go against Red Dragon. And again, it's not like a super heavyweight and a super junior, you know. There is a little mix there, but it is different than your normal everyday cookie cutter, you know, Rapongi Vice. Uh, um, you know, Young Bucks, Red Dragon, that that whole mix. So maybe, maybe, again, I'll say it one more time for emphasis. Maybe, um, maybe we see Red Dragon t- making uh, a step toward uh, heavyweights. That'd be nice. I, again, I said it last week, Colin. I'm so tired of this junior and and heavy split. I really think that's that's probably one of the most old school New Japan things that they do. That just I, I've never been a fan of. I've yeah, never it, been a fan of that line in the sand, especially in this day and age when right. it's been proven so many times, time and time again that 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 doesn't really mean anything in pro wrestling anymore. You know, I was thinking today how Red Dragon, uh, they're, they're in this junior tag team division. And then I thought about a team like um, The Addiction, Christopher Daniels and Kazarian, who were in uh, contendership for the 
IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. And, like, you look at, like, especially Bobby Fish. Man, he's he's bigger physically than, like, Christopher Daniels is. So Yeah, but, but I'm taller than both of them. <laughs> I, I am. I have the picture to prove it. it, it <laughs> I really do. I'm, I guess I'm taller than both of them. That, that, that's probably the biggest factor. Like, it, it makes no sense to me. It doesn't it, – it, again, in this day and age, I really don't feel that it, it's – again, I understand the fact that the size difference, if it were Nakanishi and, and Nagata, might be telling. But I just think in pro wrestling in this day and age that that stigma of the, the not-as-tall guy or the not-as-broad-shoulder guy is always going to lose to the guy. You know, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's just a it's just a tired New Japan cliche that I think I think has run its course for me and and, and I've never been a fan of it. I've, I've never been a fan of it. Um, I, I one of the one of the coolest things ever was you know with Liger challenging Hashimoto. You know I I I got so charged up over that. Um, I don't know. I just don't I don't I don't feel the need for it anymore. Um, and you know I've said it last week that the most interesting talent wise. Is in the juniors right now, and and the, the the heavyweight division is just in shambles. So, all right, we'll see what happens. Yeah, this I'm telling you, this next um, best of the super juniors is going to be amazing when you, when yeah. you take into yeah. consideration all of the the great talent that is involved in it this year. I mean, Ricochet and Matt Seidel, boy, I'll tell you what, these these two guys. This would you agree that this is by far the best tag team in New Japan going right now? I, I, I no, I would disagree. No, okay. I, I mean, I'm, a, I'm a Red Dragon guy. So, well, I, so am I, I. But I think, I, but I, I like them as a tag team more than I like Seidel and Ricochet, and that's taking nothing away from both of those. Um, I, I, I pers- my personal preference is Red Dragon, but to, I, I, that is not saying that Ricochet and and Seidel aren't fucking tremendous, and some of the shit they do is creative and fun and. And really entertaining and fast paced and everything that I really look for in, in in pro wrestling. So, but I mean, but if you're asking me who do I prefer more, I, I'll take Red Dragon every day of the week. Okay, you know, different, diff, different. Uh, they're very different stylistically. Yeah, Absolutely. but here's the thing. But I think, but here's the thing. I think that they mesh well together in the ring. Like in the ring, I, I'm I'm all about it. Like if I could see that, if I could see those two. Here's what I would want to say. Here's what I here's here's my to-do list in in New Japan Juniors. This is what I would love to see. Two matches. I would like to see singles like singles match, but individual tag, Seidel Ricochet against Red Dragon. I would love to see that. And I would also like to see Seidel Ricochet against Jay White and David Finley. That was- has the makings of an amazing match. And I would even take a Red Dragon uh, Finley and uh, and uh, White, I, 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 and given time, um, I, w- I would love to see those two matches in 2016. How how about a Ricochet Matt Seidel versus Nakanishi Nagata? Would you like that? I would love it, and I, and I would like to see a five minute squad. I'd like to see. I can't wait for two shooting star presses. <laughs> It'll never happen. They'll bounce off them like balloons. <laughs> right, exactly. They'll just they'll just swat it off like it's a. Like it's a dust from drywall, and then uh, Nakanishi will hit a, a a big meaty clothesline on Ricochet and Uno Dos Trace. That's Spanish, by the way. That is Spanish. Thank you. So is Los Ingobernables de Japón. Yeah, I can't do that one. <laughs> so our next match here is for the Never Openweight Championship. And by the way, do you know what this translates to? 
on on uh, on Google here. I'm 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 looking at it on uh, the official New Japan website, and Google translates this to the never indiscriminate championship game. Yeah, exactly. It's it's open weight. It's anybody can challenge for it. So hey, listen, if Tiger Mask wanted to challenge for this, let's do it. No, right. happen, do not discriminate. Not discriminating. They're uh, very fr- friendly to all uh, size. Um, there's no size. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not discrimination. It's um, there's no weight limits. I, this not. is like the X division championship. <laughs> <laughs> anything, anything goes. Um, well, look, I think we all can agree. This match was fucking great. I don't know how they do it. Like, how are they not dead? How, how can they possibly do it? Here's what I really like about this feud. To me, this feud is so great, and here's why. It's not even about the belt column. It's not even about the title. It really is, and I truly honestly believe this. This feud is based off of one thing. I am tougher than you. Yeah, there, there, there you go. Is. That's what this entire match structure is about. Every time they get in the ring, it's about I am tougher than you. I can take more. I can deliver more. I can kick your ass. That is it. And and such guess a what? simple concept. It really is. And here's the thing: the belt is secondary. The belt is okay. Hey, listen. If I happen to kick your ass more, great. I'll take this strap and I'll be the champ and toodaloo. It'll be a great night. But then when we get back in the ring again, it might be yours because you kicked my ass on this particular night. But that is all that this feud is based off of. I am tougher than you, and I fucking love it. And I could watch this match and these two brutalize each other every day of the week. You asked me last week, I believe, if this feud has uh, the potential to become... You know, kind of like a new Ishii Makabe, and I don't see that happening. Like you said, I can watch these guys just beat the shit out of each other any day of the week, and um, I particularly um, I love the spot in this match where Ishii is just chopping Shibata, and you know, Shibata is just like, "Hey, bring it on!" And Ishii eventually he goes for his throat, gives him a chop yeah. to the throat, that's and Shibata thud. just collapses. Yeah, that's thud. Um. Colin, what's amazing is that like these matches, like bell rings, and you know you're kind of sizing up your opponent, and you're locking up, and you're. I mean, their warm up spots are punches to the face. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I think mean? about that. Like they're just like their warm up spots are headbutts to the jaw, uh, and I gotta say this too. And and this guy doesn't get enough love from us, and maybe he does, but but maybe we don't talk about it as much. How, how, you know, there's something to be said about Red Shoes and what he does in the ring to make a match even greater. He can make a, he, he help, he is the cherry on fucking top. And, and, and he goes, sometimes it goes, he can go months without anybody recognizing the absolute fucking pleasure it is to watch him. I could, I could watch a match and just watch red shoes and be so fucking entertained by that guy. He is without question, hands down 
the best referee. And there are lots, lots of good referees. And I think referees get very undervalued in the role that they play in making great matches even better. And he is the best at doing that. Fucking A. He was just so great during this match. So fun to watch. And he just puts things over the top. And and God bless that guy. I think he's tremendous. Agreed. And I, I especially noticed it when I you know, I was just talking about that that throat spot. You know, Red Shoes, you know, he reached for his throat and he was like, No, you can't do Wagging that. His like, finger. <laughs> yeah, he's whacking his finger. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a no no. Oh, he's so good. I mean, and that doesn't happen overnight. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen overnight. That's just years of no. And and here's the thing too. And and people might disagree with me on this, and that's okay. I don't think he takes away any of the shine from what's going on in the ring. You know what I mean? Like there is a fine line where he could kind of go into business for himself and kind of become a, almost a parody of himself, right? It, that's a fine line he could he could be, right? I don't think he gets that point. I don't think he gets that. I don't think he he's never grading. He's I'm never looking at red shoes and thinking, oh, what this fucking character knock it off like he's taken away from never. He only adds to it and he, and he builds and he's just ah, he's so fucking good. And I can't believe you're saying I can believe we're spending five minutes talking about red shoes because I really think he is an he is is a integral part in making a lot of these magical matches even more magical. He is. And and much like, you know, when people talk about New Japan pro wrestling, they talk about how it's it's called like a shoot, you know, the commentating. This is treated seriously. I, I, I see Red Shoes as, you know, a referee who calls the match, you know, like it's there there's no, you know, uh there's no winks and nods to to this being, you know, uh "Quote unquote entertainment." He's he's refereeing this match like he is, you know, officiating a legitimate competitive sporting event. Yeah, but there's a lot of guys that do that that don't have the the, and I can't believe I'm saying this about a fucking referee, but the charisma. You know, there's there's something that he's doing the right. You know that that like when he told the Bullet Club to suck it. Yeah, <laughs> is that what you're talking about? I mean, I don't know. Maybe that example, but but I think everybody knows what I'm getting at. And and there's there's only a handful of referees that I think people would 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 say had that. Maybe a Tommy Young, right? In 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 classic Crockett area. Maybe even like a Dick Worley. Even, but I sometimes think Dick Worley kind of went a little bit into business for himself. Um, you know who's who's another one um, that that I did enjoy was uh, Mike Keener. Mike Keener, um, who who did ECW stuff, he was the kind of the skinny redhead. He had like the crew cut. Um, he doesn't. He did a lot of independent stuff, a lot of Ring of Honor stuff. Uh, I think I thought Keener did a, did a, did a real nice job. I really enjoyed watching him. Um, but there's there's only a handful. There's only a handful of referees that you could be like, okay, you know, he doesn't get on your fucking nerves. Um, and again, what they do in the match and how they kind of control the ebbs and flows and such, great. All right, enough about the fucking referees, right? Um, how about that slap exchange spot, Colin? The backhand slap that Shibata hit Ishii with, the backhand one. Did where you see the sweat just flying off? The sweat. Colin, you heard it, and it was a th- sickening thud, and you saw people at ringside. And and this is the first time I noticed this. Like, and camera, I would think, like, the photographers at ringside become desensitized, right? Because they've seen it all. They're at every show. They're taking pictures. They've, you know, they've, they've I saw one guy grimace. 
She's just grimace. And I don't mean the, the roly-poly purple character from McDonald's. I'm talking about <laughs> squinting in anguish. I saw the and, Hamburglar, too, in the audience. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, unbelievable. Yeah, that that was that that the backhand slap that just connected was brutal. Look, they did it again. They they fucking did it again. I don't. Th- do you think this is as good as the Dome Show? I I do. I do, do actually. You? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I, it, uh, maybe a notch below. I'm giving it a notch below, but still, I think it was tremendous. I think I think um, by far, by far, it was my favorite match between the two shows. Um, and and for the whispers out there, the 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 whispers on the street, on the street, on the street, um, you know, Shibata's Shibata's looking to get maybe just maybe those people who have been clamoring for years for a little bit more love out of Ishi, or excuse me, out of Shibata. Let me take that back. We're talking about Shibata here. A little bit more love for Shibata uh, from the New Japan Brass. That might be happening. That might be right around the corner. So uh, keep your eye on uh, G one twenty six, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, they got to build some. They got to build some stars. Got to build some stars. Maybe maybe Shibata is one of those guys that kind of move up in that pecking order, and uh, he's just he's just so fun to watch. I, yeah, he's got to be in the ring though with the right guy. I will say this: he's got to be in the in the ring with the right guy. He, it's not every opponent that he gets these kind of matches out of. Yeah, um, like it's certain matches that. Um, you would think would be amazing on paper featuring Shibata aren't what you expect them to be. And one example that comes to mind immediately immediately for me is the match that he had with AJ Styles from this past G1 Climax. Like, when I saw that that was one of the matches, I was like, all right, this, this, this is right up my alley. But the match was different than what I expected. So is that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might not... You know, there there is a certain mold that Shibata you know works better with. But even that, even with that said, I mean, uh, his match with Abushi was tremendous. He's oh. had matches with Nakamura that have been out out fucking standing. Um, Tanahashi. So you know what? Maybe maybe it's a very select few that he's not going to have that that off the charts match that you would think he would have. But by and large, I mean, he's just so fucking fun to watch. Just watching him just brutalize people is it's fun. He's got a good look. He's got a, you know he's uh. Lots you can do with him. So, uh, fingers crossed, good year out of him. And by the way, his match with Ibushi from the G1 uh, last year, to me, that that was the uh, Minoru Suzuki, AJ Styles of that G1 tournament. I, I, I wish that we could have put that match in the PuroCast year end of the wars uh, match of the year as a nominee. It, I love that match. It got votes. It got right in votes. And, and again, when we talked about match of the year for that, that was... I mean that's tough. I mean we, we had we had all we could do to live in it to ten, you know. We, uh, we could have gone. You could have had twenty. You could have had twenty in that pool. So uh, well, maybe yeah. this year we will have twenty. Well, um, so far <laughs> we're that. so far we're off to a pretty decent start, right? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. All right, all right. So the next match here is a uh, six-man tag featuring a team of Honma, Makabe, and Tanahashi taking on Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson, and. Kenny Omega. You know, let me just say this. Kenny Omega, when he <laughs> Okay. Well, actually, before I talk about Kenny Omega, I I want I want to make one kind of kind of humorous note. So the Young Bucks come out with the Bullet Club, right? Yes. Like they come out smiling, happy, like they just 
didn't lose the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championships. And then it hit me why. It hit me why. Because they're like, eh, those fucking belts don't mean anything anyway. We'll win them back eventually. Who cares? We're happy. Well, like, right. <laughs> you right. know, they're right. out there with the broom and the and, and, and the trash. What do they care that they just lost? They're the elite. Yeah. They're the elite. They're so, the elite. Uh, you, know, you know, they're thinking, yeah. Like, yeah, eh, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> just lost the title. Who cares? Yeah. It's kind of hard for us to even get up for stuff like that you know what i mean like if they're <laughs> if they're kind of hand waving it you know it's a why why would we care yeah but uh, um yeah. i i wanted to talk about a spot that scares me and that's when kenny omega does that um reverse frankensteiner on tanahashi man that yeah. gets me every time yeah it's like the indie move of the, of the year right yeah. it's it really you're seeing that a lot in in matches and in uh, indie shows and ring of honor shows and it's it's it is it. I'm I'm hoping that taking that is a lot better than what it looks because it does look pretty fucking dangerous. And Tanahashi with his history of neck issues. Yeah, and shoulder issues. It can't be you know can't feel any better either because to me it looks like you're landing right on the neck and shoulder area. So right. Um, yeah, and and flipping backwards doing it. So yeah, not not good. I tell you what, the one thing, and and I will never fucking have this visual out of my head. If, as long as I live, and and it's gonna haunt me till the day I die. The fuck up was was, was with Tanahashi with his Bailey looking side pony hairdo. You know, I wasn't even thinking uh, about that until you sorry. mentioned it. Sorry, not uh, into it. First thing I saw it, and I was like, "What in the fuck is this guy doing?" <laughs> like, you just he, wish you could do it. Uh, look, it's all extensions, right? I could do it. <laughs> I just gotta. I just gotta find where he vi- buys his fucking extensions, um, all weaved into his head. Um, it was terrible. I, I, I. And you know what? It's really. Listen, we all watch the, the pro grabs. Sometimes things are a little embar- more embarrassing than others. And you know, my wife could walk in at any time. She walks in right at that moment. She just looks at that fucking hair and just starts laughing her ass off. Like, what the fuck is he doing with the braids and the and like it was a side. A, she she called it the fucking side pony, and uh, it looked like Bailey. It looked like a Bailey haircut. Um, terrible, terrible job by Tanahashi. There ain't no the- stopping Tanahashi now. He celebrates <laughs> on the floor. I know. Is that what the, is that what did they say? I don't. I never know. What, yes, what, I think so. Celeb- what does that mean? Celebrate on the floor? I don't Where know. I don't even know if that's really what they're saying, but that's what it sounds like. What, what do you think they're saying? There ain't no so stopping us now. I'm gonna do. All right, hit it, Colin. There ain't no stopping us now. We celebrate on the floor. <laughs> okay, what's the next one? <laughs> I don't know. Gotta I don't know. Give it, it all the fucking uh, yeah. <laughs> Celebrate on the floor. What the fuck yes. does that mean? I, I, I don't know. That's probably not what they're saying. Is that like at the dance floor? Is that what she's saying? Yeah, I, I, I guess so. The, the, the disco floor. The what? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what the kids call it nowadays. <laughs> now, nowadays or at Studio Fifty Four, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> at Studio Fifty Four. Okay. All right. So you can get Paul Heyman to take your picture. Right. Um, <laughs> that's right. Uh, Very good. Okay. So match. Well, you know, this was Listen, right, right. You're going, you're going where I'm going with it. Go ahead. You yeah, we, we we saw uh, Omega pick up the win here. He hits Honma with the one-winged angel. I think that's actually what we predicted last week. You know, all this was was to set up both of their uh, respective matches at the next New Beginning show. But, you know, okay, so we see uh, them just 
beat down Tanahashi at the end, you know, going to work on his shoulder, just beating the hell out of him. And, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, like, why isn't anyone coming out to help Tanahashi? (laughs) Does no one give a shit about Tanahashi? Where's Michael Elgin? What, what, like, every, is, is everybody just like, Sitting backstage watching watching the monitors, like, oh yeah, man, look at Tanahashi. That that sucks. He's really getting his ass beat out there, boy. We we and then like, the camera turns to the backstage area and everybody's in the freezer. <laughs> yeah, everybody's in the freezer trying to you know <laughs> shivering, huddling together, trying to stay yeah. warm. Yeah, no no one meets. gave a shit about poor Tanahashi out there getting his shoulder just dismantled by these by these these thugs, these hooligans. Yeah, well, as this was going on, you know, my thought process was okay, because there was scuttlebutt. I don't know if you saw online, and I, I, I and I have been so dark on on on. I have not been on. I've been so absolutely just brutalized um, with work, so I have not been online. So, so my apologies if anybody's been tweeting us. Colin's been ca- kind of keeping me in the loop, but I have not. But I did check one brief thing about how. Um, there was some whispers and there was some uh, concern of Tanahashi actually walking away with this belt, picking up the win. And I think that would have been a grave mistake on New Japan's part. Um, yes. And I'm thinking as, you know, as this beatdown is occurring that, okay, we, we, we all knew Tanahashi had a, had a bum shoulder and he had it worked on previously to this by the Bullet Club. Uh, Omega and the Young Bucks, and now this, this whole really driving home the point. There was no subtlety involved. It was shoulder, working on the shoulder, brutalizing the shoulder. We're carting out uh, Tanahashi. He's going to be selling that shoulder like a motherfucker. Um, It left no doubt that Tanahashi was going into this match with a shoulder situation. Um, So I think that was good. I think if if it left any doubt in people's mind of an excuse, you know, Tanahashi can go into this match, still remain, you know, solid in people's eyes. He went in with an injury, even though he could take a loss. He's fucking Tanahashi. I mean, that's you could fucking job from here to Kingdom Come. It's not going to hurt his rep. Um, but uh, it was built so that they had a a a pretty solid excuse for Tanahashi if they decided to go this route uh, to lose. And we talked about this, Colin, how important it was that, you know, we got to get Kenny Omega over. We got we got to, we got to elevate him. It, it would be silly for Tanahashi to walk away with this belt. So uh, this helped maybe set a table for the following event. Yeah. They would have been shooting themselves in the foot if they would have, would have had Tanahashi go over here. And, you know, it's funny, somebody on uh, Twitter actually tweeted us and said, Boy, you know, I'm starting to think: is it is this is this uh, Tanahashi's shoulder injury legit, or did Ghetto have this booked for like months? <laughs> uh, I mean, so. sometimes we give him a little bit more credit than than do. Um, but no, um, I I think again they 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 put a they made made sure it was clear in everyone's mind what was happening. So uh, I had zero issue with what happened. I have zero issue with the post match stuff. I did laugh out loud. An LOL, the fact that no one uh, did assist Tanahashi or took their yeah. fucking sweet time doing it. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. But that's okay. Again, we we know why this was done. We need to, we needed to really put a put a stamp on it. We, we really needed to show that Tanahashi uh, was brutalized in this vicious and heinous attack. And uh, it, not only did it do that, but it also helped you know helped uh, 
uh, Kenny Omega as well, you know, kicking kicking some more ass, putting some uh, putting his stamp on things. So uh, I had no problem with what happened here. By the way, do you mind if I read the Google translation for uh, their description of the attack at the end? I'm all, I'm always a fan of the uh, shitty Google Translate. It says, "Lawless Lynch, Kenny, and Bullet Troops, Tanahashi shoulder a centralized attack." Lawless Lynch, Kenny. I couldn't have said any better. <laughs> LLK, Lawless L-L-K. Lynch, Kenny. I love it. Somebody start that hashtag. And LLK the, and the Bullet Troops. The bullet troops, well, you know, they are bone soldiers. Um, boo, boo me. Alrighty, so finally we arrive at the main event here for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. We have the champion Kazushka Okada defending against Hiroki Goto. So, first of all, I, I we've talked about how good of a job New Japan does on their uh, pre-packaged vignettes. And, you know... Just the way that they're shot, you know, the the cinematography, and they just look so fresh and 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 hip compared to uh, a lot of other promotions. And it, it almost these vignettes, like they're done so well by the production team that they really add like a whole a whole another layer to a match. Like if you went into it, not you know maybe not. I don't want to say not caring, but, you know, not as emotionally invested. I really think that uh, these vignettes, and especially this one, like, really do a lot to get you amped up for the match. I agree. And I think the build, the entire build for this match was was pretty great. Um, and I, I do like the fact that they were also pushing the fact in these in these uh, pre-videos yeah, you know, they were they were they were making mention that that Goto is kind of like always the uh, bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah, right. And uh, he's over on these uh, title uh, chances. So I, I you know I, I thought that was an interesting spin. Uh, and as we will find out later on in the evening, you know maybe they're going to be building on that fact that hey, you know what, he, you know, something's got to change with Goto. He needs something, to get his groove back. He's got to get his groove back once again. He's still looking for that groove. Uh, well, we thought he had it. Maybe he doesn't. When it comes to the heavyweight title, he certainly doesn't. Uh, again, the big goose egg for for Goto. So uh, I do. I did like the vignettes. Uh, again, Goto comes out with the face paint, the body paint, right? What you think of that? You know, well, well, you know what I was thinking. You know who he reminded me of? He reminded me of the modern day kamikaze Hakushi. Oh, Remember Hakushi? Of course I do. Who who could forget? Um, he, he had a great match with Bret Hart, by the way, on the uh, Mother's Day in your house from '95. Check it out. <laughs> Colin digging digging into his WWF history. Um, I I didn't like the start of this match, Colin. I you didn't know, I, I didn't really like it at all. And here's uh, why. And and you know what? The uh, the good the good guys at the voices. I did see a tweet from them. Um, again, I'm uh, probably three things I saw on Twitter, and this was one of them this whole entire week. Um, they being mentioned that you know, Goto had a lot of fucking fire going into this match, right? He was pissed off. He, he didn't like being disrespected. He didn't like thinking he was second fiddle. He was full he was, of piss and vinegar. Piss and vinegar, right? Like fucking. We're opening in this match, and he, we're, we got chin locks and fucking – what? Yeah, it started it off very slow. It started off entirely too slow, and I thought it was incredibly inappropriate for what we were seeing, what we were building up to. 
I echo those. I echoed those sentiments 100 uh, percent from voices that they tweeted. I'm because I was saying the same thing at my TV. What the fuck? Let's go. Let's kick it up a little bit. No fucking main event. You're supposed to be uh, supposed to have got as you said, full of piss and vinegar and fucking chain wrestling here. Let's go. Um, didn't like that. I think I thought the match picked up at the end. Um, I'm a little disappointed with it. I was a little disappointed with it. Now I do like the fact that at the end, Okada gets on the mic after Okada picks up the win. I mean, you, you know, I feel like I'm going ahead here. Why don't you give me your take on the match? I thought the match was okay. I didn't think the match was great. I thought Okada did a good job. I was very disappointed in Goto. I think this was one of the worst performances by Goto, only in the sense that the the, the structure of the match really I, I didn't feel was appropriate for what was going on leading up to the match. I, I agree. I, I think that my sentiments are pretty much going to echo yours. So so basically, we saw Okada win here after hitting three make three rainmakers. I on, did like that on, on Goto. Yes, I did like that as well. And Goto that put, took that last one really good. Yeah, they, that put an exclamation point on this. That that was Okada saying, "All right, go fuck your face." Right? <laughs> I'm hitting you with three rainmakers. You're eating it. And that is the end of that one. I don't so. speak Japanese, but I don't think he said that to Goto. But no, you know, well, I, maybe I, he did. I don't know. I think uh, metaphorically he did uh, with three yes. remakers right to the mush. So uh, yeah, good. That that's that's that. I like I like that finish. It was definitive, clean cut, pop you, you're done. That, that's the end of Goto. Yeah, but like you said, the way this match started out, it did not fit the tone of this rivalry here with, you no. know, Goto, you know, at attacking Okada during the press conference and Goto coming out like a samurai, you know, warrior, you know, all painted up, ready to kick some ass. Yeah, and, you know, do and you remember? Even, the, and, and he, sorry, Colin, he even, even addressed it many times of, you know, I'm always the bridesmaid, and, right. and I want to win this belt, and I, I need, to, and, and I, I don't like being disrespected, and and that that was the whole build to this, and then you're coming out to the to, to you know you you're, you're you're doing the fucking body paint, and you're you obviously mean business. It didn't feel like the business was 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 to be had in the beginning of this match. It didn't feel it. I don't know if it's because we just got done seeing that amazing never open weight match between Shibata and Ishii, or you know, if it was because we saw that great junior tag no. match, but no, yeah, yeah, the, the, these two, these two have had better matches before. Yeah. They've had better matches at the new beginning before. Yeah, don't don't give me like what was before. I know. I just have to take all I, that into consideration. That's all. I, I understood, but listen, biggest show of the year, and you got fucking Okada and Tanahashi that had to do it two years in a row, following Nakamura whether it be Abushi or Styles, and they fucking did it every time. They fucking did it every time. I'm not saying that these two are equals, but well, they, you I, know, I'm, not that's... Letting, I'm not letting what was before indicate what you do in the ring at that time. That's... You're the main event. You, you, <laughs> it's your job to fucking bring the stars. They ain't bring the stars. They ain't bring the stars. I know, but comparing it to Okada and Tanahashi, that's like saying, man, Lennon and McCartney, they're pumping out you know these great songs every time, but, you know. Okay, but uh, <laughs> these two guys aren't aren't fucking you know these these two aren't the drizzling shits. Let's keep in mind who we got in the fucking ring here. I know Okada and Goto are fucking yeah. top flight talents. They could put on a better match than what they did. 
Yeah, I agree. Okada, you know, one of the top three pro wrestlers in the world, arguably. You know, Goto, no slouch himself, certainly. Right. And, and I don't blame Okada for this either. No, I don't blame. I, I, I don't blame. I don't really blame anyone for this. I don't know what it was about this match. If those, if the two were just having a hard time getting in the groove with their chemistry, or if it was just laid out wrong, I don't know. But it's you're, you're right. It started off very slow. It did pick up, but it just felt like um, I. I don't know. It didn't feel as big as it was kind of, you know, built up to be. Now, is that maybe because nobody in the fucking building thought Goto was winning? That could have something to do with it. Although, I will say this. When he came out, you know, with the, with the new outfit all in white, you know, all painted out, for a split second, I thought, man, could they, you know, could, could they pull a fast one here and... Yeah. But you know I, that I that that quickly faded away as the match got started. <laughs> I, I just I I don't think anybody seriously. I mean, there's always it's always good when a, a promotion can do that can can cast a doubt in your mind and be like, well, could, are they really going to go in this direction? I I, I don't I, personally. I, I and and again and looking at that crowd, I don't think there was a I don't think there was an ass in the seat thinking that Goto was walking away with that belt. No. So we saw Okada hit the three Rainmakers, pins Goto for the one, two, three, and retains his IWGP heavyweight championship. And how about Goto uh, not taking Okada's extended hand at the end? You know, Okada extends his hand in an olive branch of friendship and goodwill, and Goto shuns it, walks away. Okada gets on the mic. Not sure what he said. I'll tell you what he said. Tell me. I know exactly what he said. Tell me. He was offered a position in chaos. He was offered to Okada extended it and that at that olive branch that you're alluding to, that was an offer to join chaos. Okay. So that's that's a a kind of a cool thing. Of we talked about how you know Goto has to reinvent himself. He's always the bridesmaid. Uh, you know, and you, you saw little indicators of that later on. But yeah, that was translated online. Um. And, and again, I, I don't know the exact verbiage, mind you, but it, it was basically Okada extending an offer to Goto to join Chaos, which I think is a nice little storyline, you know, that could be brought along throughout the summer months of, hey, is he going to join Chaos or not? Um, so yeah, that's that's what that was, Colin. That was a that was an invitation of of uh, uh, to join Chaos. Well, I'll tell you what, if, if Goto doesn't want to take the invitation, I'll certainly take it. You're I not mean, invited, Colin, no. I, no, I, I, I could see me and uh, Okada, you know, hit, heading out on the town, you know, c- celebrating on the floor. You yeah, know. <laughs> celebrating on the floor. I like that. Ain't no stopping us now. Ain't no stopping you now. Um, I'll take it. I'm sure you would. Uh, but look, it's uh, Goto has the offer right now. So maybe if he uh, declines politely, maybe you can RSVP uh, Chaos and see if you can join the next video party. I'm going to say something to Okada when we see him at these Vegas shows. Please don't. I'm going to give him our card, <laughs> and I'm going to say, hey, you know. <laughs> I'll join Chaos. Okada, you know, if Goto really doesn't want this uh, spot. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the muscle. Yeah. I, can be, I can be your muscle. I can yeah, be I'll, I'll be your underboss. Yeah, I can see that happening. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you what, if I keep gaining weight the way I am, I'm going to be, I'm going to be well, as big as uh, Folly. What happened, what, happened to, uh, what happened to the DDP? Nah, I'm doing fine. All right, just making sure. I, I I haven't lost a fucking ounce. My diet's just a little out of whack. That's all. All right. Well, listen, get that under control. Still on man. the DDP though. All right, all right. hang in there. 
All right, so that was night one, right? Was so overall good, bad, and different. Good show, right? I thought it was a good show. Yeah, good show. I'm not going to say it was a great show, but it was a good show. And uh, we saw what we both agree is the match of uh, the two shows with Ishii versus Shibata. Great match. Agreed. Agreed. And then the next match, I think, was the tag match, the uh, junior tag, I thought. Absolutely. That that comes in uh, second place uh, for me for the, for the evening. Okay. And then third would be uh, uh, Okada and uh, Goda. Yes. Okay. All right. We're on the same page. There you go. All right, so moving along to night two of The New Beginning from earlier this morning, 2.14, The New Beginning in Niigata. Uh, this show started out with a six-man tag featuring the Young Bucks and Cody Hall taking on Jushin Thunder Liger, Tiger Mask, and Captain New Japan. Boy, could you imagine uh, Liger and Tiger Mask's reaction when they found out who their teammate was? It was kind of funny during the match because they kind of played off of that. Um, they, they were disgusted. Of, they, they wouldn't tag him in. <laughs> like, like they, they were kept, you know, Captain New Japan was reaching out for the tag. Tag me in, tag me in. And they were like, mm, you suck. I yeah, don't no. think that's a good idea. <laughs> right? We're going to lose the minute you tag in. And, and lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. So uh, that aside, uh, the match wasn't really anything to fucking get too excited over. But um, I did like that little interaction. And uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, poor Captain New Japan taking the double indie taker from the yeah. Bucks. Yeah. Um, I, I, again, I don't think anybody expected anything different than what we saw here uh, in this match with the finish, but um, all good. I, hey, you know what? I did, I did want to bring up. Um, so um, you, you mentioned that you wanted to join Chaos, and I just got a text message from uh, o- o- Okada. Oh. Yeah. He said, uh, sure, I accept your imitation, uh, invitation uh, only if we can play this in Las Vegas. Yeah, you know, he sent this to me. I, I don't, I don't know what that. Hey, means. I'm, I'm down. Okay, so there you go. You're joining chaos. You have to give me his number, by the way. I don't have his number. Uh, I, I'll give it to you off the air. All right, awesome. All right, so. <laughs> right, useless. That was terrible. <laughs> the next match here. Uh, this, this, this next match, in my opinion, this was kind of like the diamond in the rough in this show. We saw the team of Red Dragon taking on Sakuraba and Ghetto. Damon, I, is it just me, or was, was this a good match? It wasn't bad. Um, I, I, You know, it was weird in the sense that I'm not a huge fan of, like, too much grappling. You know what I mean? Like, like, like if I wanted to watch a lot of grappling, I would just go watch UFC. And I don't watch UFC. But um, I, I did enjoy the Kyle O'Reilly-Sakuraba dynamic. Just in the way that they interacted with each other, the interesting reversals, the interesting uh, leg locks, the interesting uh, rollouts. I did like that. And that normally I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, I, I, you know, we say this all the time and we should just make the fucking t-shirts. How good is fucking Kyle O'Reilly? Um, enjoyed, enjoyed this match a lot. I, I tell you what I really like that. Just like the simple, simple things of like, like Bobby fish, yelling at the referee to start his count. You know, like, you know, why aren't you counting? One, two, three. Uh, it's like little tiny little things that, that occur in matches like this that, you know, they're not going to give them a huge amount of time. They're not going to give them a huge amount of opportunity. But little tiny little nuggets like that, I really enjoy. I, I I didn't hate this match. I didn't think it was a 
you know, they, they didn't let him go all out, mind you, but I thought it was okay. I thought it was good. Now, while we're on the subject here of Red Dragon, I don't want to turn this into a Ring of Honor prediction show. However, I, I, I just want to bring this up. So the main event for this Vegas show that we're going to, the 14th anniversary, that is going to be live on pay-per-view. The main event is Jay Lethal defending the ROH world title against Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly in a triple threat match. What do you think the chances are? that we can see Kyle O'Reilly walk out of Las Vegas, the new ROH world champion? Um, not high. Okay. Not high. Right. I mean, if you, if you put a gun to my head and said, who's, you know, is it Lethal or Adam Cole or um, Kyle O'Reilly, I would probably put most of my money on Lethal, maybe a little bit on Adam Cole, but not a lot on Kyle O'Reilly. So uh, it would be awesome if that did happen, but I, I don't see that happening. But... Again, that this is another you know, Ring of Honor has always been ahead of the game when it came to this kind of stuff in the sense of you know juniors, schmuniors. You know, it's it's talent above everything else. So, uh, you know, this is kind of like what I was hinting at before with you know maybe this is a a uh, a precursor for Red Dragon moving up. That'd be nice, possibly. Um, again, this match wasn't you know five stars wasn't even four but um it's good. a good match I, I i had no problem with it it was more of the of the idea of the match than anything else really than the actual execution of the match it was more of wow this is a really cool fucking idea to have a match like this i like the fact that these 14 or four guys are in the ring together um given if they gave them you know a, a super spotlight this could be a really good match i would i think it would be really fun and entertaining it was what it was it was okay and uh and, you know, it was, like I said, it was more of the idea of the match than anything else. This was my favorite undercard match on both shows, actually. Really? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, give me give me your highlights. What did you like most? I uh, Honestly, you, I like, I probably liked most what you were saying that you don't dig so much. I really dug the grappling between Kyle O'Reilly and Sakuraba. And you just know that behind the curtain, I can definitely see O'Reilly, you know, and, and, and Sakuraba, you know, talking together about, you know, jujitsu and grappling and what have you. And I can, do, you th- do you think they'd go out to dinner and they're talking a little MMA? Yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think so. Over some hot pot, right? Yeah. Over, yeah okay, all right, listen. I, I like to think of those scenarios too. Um, yeah, okay. It was, it was, a, it was a good match. Um, was it my favorite undercard match? Uh... I really like the Young Lions match. I like that too. I like that too, but what I'm, about not even, I'm not even counting Elgin? that. What about the six man with Elgin? Uh, no, I I dug this more. Okay, all right. I mean, I, I'm not shitting on it. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. You're shitting on it, David. I'm no, Why? I'm not, no, I'm not shitting. There's no shit. There's no shit. No shit um, on Valentine's Day. There's none. Um, well, there is a little bit, depending on what you're into. But, <laughs> uh, it could very well be. If you're uh, into that, knock yourselves out, guys. Um, the match was good. Um, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a little uncommitted uh, to say it's my favorite undercard match. Four and a quarter stars. No, I'm kidding. Uh, kidding. All right. Four and a quarter. You and, you and your quarter. Here you go again. Um, I'm going to give this good. I'm gonna give this uh, two and Not- three quarter stars. <laughs> I hate the quarter star shit. Oh, fucking, I hate it. Three stars. Uh, okay. 
I wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. have a problem with Ray. We saw a Red Dragon hit chasing the Dragon on Ghetto for the win. And yeah, Red Dragon once again uh, picking up the win here. Again, they're not losing. Yep, they're not losing. All right. All right, here. Uh, next match, we see the team of Tenzan, Kojima, Ricochet, and Seidel taking on Yuji Nagata, Nakanishi, Taguchi, and David Finley. Damon, your thoughts on this match? Well, David Finley, once again, we talked about it earlier. He's in a role to lie down, and that's exactly what he did. Shooting star press, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep, shooting star by uh, Ricochet. And when he was in the ring with any one of those two, with Seidel and Ricochet, boy, was it enjoyable. I mean, they were going 55 miles an hour. Uh, and, and it was a big uh, difference between when they were in the ring and uh, you know the other monsters were in the ring. Uh, that was really the highlight for me. Uh, I didn't think this was a, uh, you know, anything to write home about. But I think when those three guys were interacting, perfectly fine. Very good. Excellent, as a matter of fact. Uh, just not in there long enough, and they didn't really have the opportunity to be in there long enough given the structure of the match. The next match was a tag match featuring Naito and Evil taking on the team of Michael Elgin and Jay White. How about that tag team? <laughs> I, I know. Uh, again, we talk about the Young Lions. Here's another example of, of, again, we know who's going to be taking the fall, and that's perfectly fine. Um, I don't want to see a lot of this. I'm going to see Michael Elgin in a little bit more of a predominant role. Um, I liked Evil in this a lot. I liked uh, Jay White. I liked um, I liked Elgin. I thought everything was was perfectly suitable and fine. Uh, Naito is not doing anything for me. Again, more shenanigans at ringside, right? And correct me if I'm wrong. And I don't know. And I'd, I'd have to look. And you know, this is going to be a little bit of a you know, we're recording this now, and, and the, the the cat will already be out of the bag by the time most people listen to this, and we'll be able to be able to answer this. But was this a, a anything official with uh, our boy Milano Collection LLC? <laughs> um, is, is he officially in Los Ingobernables? He held open the the, uh, the ring ropes. I think he was just doing that so he didn't get, get the shit SB. beat out of him. All right, well, that's the way that? I took it. All right. It seemed to me it was a little bit more, but I could be dead wrong. Maybe I need to uh, go back and see who can translate those interviews. But it felt to me like it was more of a, a more of a, a little bit more, a little bit more. Maybe maybe they're building to something. Who knows? But uh, you know, maybe a managerial role. Um, but I thought that was that was probably for me one of the more interesting things. And it and and also here's another thing. It does it doesn't feel like. And if the, if this is the way that they're going, it, it didn't feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, it didn't feel like an Elgin and Naito program was being built very strongly there at all. No, it did not. Yeah. So, which you know, I don't know what they're going to do, I guess is my question. Is it, um, is, is, does, as we'll see, does Elgin kind of get elevated a little bit further? Is Naito, where's Naito going with all this? And this Los Ingobernables. It looks to me like a complete fucking middle of the card kind of bullshit. So, um, again, we went on a 10-minute rant about Naito and where he is on the card and what his role is. but uh, And what we thought would be, and it ain't happening yet. And it didn't, didn't seem like it was this match that was helping in any. But, once again, who got the pinfall? Evil. Would you be against an Elgin Evil feud? No, I, I said last week 
You know, I said last week that that that, that to me to me that's more interesting than than El Ganaito. It really is actually. Because I I I I've actually enjoyed what I've seen from Evil uh in in ring wise the past couple of weeks. Uh again, I fucking hate the entrance. I think it's I think it's completely fucking hokey, but um you know, I I like I like the idea of an e- evil Elgin more than I like the idea of an Elgin Naito. An evil Elgin. An evil Elgin. An evil Elgin. All right, so the next match here is for the never open weight six man tag team championship. And Damon, you were talking about how, you know, the the Bullet Club yeah. you know <laughs> defeating the Briscoes and Yano at uh at the Osaka show, they were going to take these titles and they were going to elevate them and really make them mean something. And this was going to be a very long and illustrious reign yeah. for well, Colin, the you don't even Club. Need to, you, don't, you don't even need to get the results, Colin, because I know the Bullet Club won. I mean, why would uh, why would it be anything different? Why would it be, you know, go ahead. Well, uh, why, don't you, why, why don't you just do it just for shits and giggles? Go ahead. Well, Damon, the Bullet Club actually did not retain their titles here. We saw Toriano and the Briscoes win back these never <laughs> open weight six man tag titles. Can you can you believe that? Uh, look, we we sat here and said that these belts were, you know, it's just a hot potato, right? We we called it the hot potato, and and it is actually becoming the hot potato. It's like it is. Okay. Let me ask you and, something. And here's you, the thing. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I mean it's like, like on the one hand you're like, okay, it's the never fucking six man tag, you know. So let it pass around and let it just dance around and 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 who cares, you know? Let 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 let's let everybody get a fucking taste. But then you know, on the other hand, it's just like, oh my god, why why did we even go through the process of making these belts? Like why? It's it's a very weird thing to me. It's a very weird thing to me. Do you think that if you, I, and let's let's say like Mackie, if we went over to to New Japan, do you think that that, that the three of us would have a shot at these never open weight tag titles? I mean, we might have a shot when we get our asses kicked. But <laughs> yeah, we have a shot. I, I, here's how I hope the booking goes. If we're gonna do this, let's do this right. I really hope that in gorilla, in the gorilla position behind the curtain, that there is a coin. And nobody knows who's going to win these belts until they flip the coin right before the music hits. And then, oh, oh, we're winning the belts. <laughs> like, I really hope that's how these belts are being dictated. because I think they are. Because there can't possibly be a game plan and a strategy to, to do this continually, right? So why would we? Let's just have, if, if we're going to have fun with it, let's go all fucking balls out and have fun with it. And uh, let's just decide it. Literally, music hits, flip the coin. That's who's winning that match that particular night. I, and then I, 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 we can all laugh along together. You know, the biggest takeaway from both of these matches, I think, from both evenings, Jay and Mark Briscoe, I'll tell you what, they, they are uh, taking a lot of uh, crazy bumps in these matches. Yeah, they're carrying the load for for I mean without question, and you know so to set up Yano and his ball shots and his uh, <laughs> break 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 you know uh, uh, back 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 uh, spots uh, yeah 
they're 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 doing the heavy lifting and and as they should and as everybody knew that they would you know oh and how about that beautiful uh uh fisherman suplex by takahashi in this match damon huh huh he's he's showing his rick rude rick flair style yeah see uh, here's here's the one thing though as we'll find out again, we said, we've said this a lot on this show, but as we'll find out a little bit later on in this show, uh, you know, them losing the belts, you know, maybe is setting the stage for something that we have been clamoring for, for a while. So they had to uh, get these belts off of them. But, you know, you, I say that. And the, the first thing that pops in my mind is it was fucking three days ago. <laughs> well, it wasn't like we're building to bigger things for, uh, for Tama Tonga. And it, didn't, it was three days. It wasn't like six months. It wasn't eight months. Why give them the belts in the first place to take it right off of them, to give them a, a new program? Well, to, well uh, you know, to add some history to this never open weight six man, uh, tag championship. The, 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 They're adding belt, some history to it, Damon. The belts are a month and maybe, Eight days old. <laughs> we've already have three separate titles. Yeah, games. we have. We we we've had. We, we have three champions now. Well, well two champions. Two champions. Right. Three three changes. I, three I, changes. I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's that's that's preposterous. It's yeah. preposterous. This, this belt already has a long, rich history. I think it's great. Yeah. God. And again, if that's the route that we're going to go with, <laughs> seriously. But here's the thing: if that's the route we're going to go with it, and we're going to make it like the hardcore title, good. Do it. But let's do, like I want all in. I want all in if we're going to do that, right? <laughs> I want right. I want just random bullshit teams winning this belt. All right, so the next match here was a six-man tag match featuring the team of Okada, Ishii, and Yoshihashi taking on Goto, Shibata, and Juice Robinson. So the biggest takeaway from this match, obviously, is the uh, the, the the little the subtle little interactions between Goto and Shibata, where Shibata kind of. He kind of slaps Goto at one point to kind of say, "Hey, you know, get get your shit together here." Right. And then we see, you know, the shot of Goto on the outside, you know, like look, you know, looking at Shibata after after Shibata, you know, blind tags himself in. So you know, trouble is a is a brewing here for Mayu Tag. Right. And uh, now add add the the new wrinkle of Okada kind of stirring the pot a little bit and saying, "Hey." Open spot for you here in chaos, right? So, uh, you know, the shots of Goto kind of thinking, okay, I got to get my shit together. I get, I, I need a new fresh start. I need to find my groove once again. Um, is that in chaos? So I think that's the underlying story of, you know what? There is, there might be some dissension between uh, Shibata and Goto, uh, but also the fact that, you know, with Okada, extending the offer that might be an interesting uh little little twist in this story so i like what they're doing here that makes things a little bit interesting and 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 truth be told makes goto a lot more interesting doesn't it It does and how how about the prospect of a goto versus shibata match yeah i mean that who's 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 gonna shit on that no one um yeah i i i I like the idea. I like the chase. I like the idea. You know, it, it, the, the one that I will always remember, of course, is, um, you know, Moot, the great Muta and, and Kenji Moto, uh, you know, the split personality in uh, the uh, glory days of New Japan and the NWO. So the NWO of Japan was, had the great Muta. 
right? So as weird as it sounds. So the great Muta, the personality of the great Muta was in the NWO. And the big chase was, was Chono wanting to get Muta in the NWO as well because he was not, right? He was, he was on the fence of going into the NWO. But Muta, you know, the great Muta, face paint Muta, uh, was already in the NWO. So it was the same guy, split personalities, but one was in the NWO and one was not in the NWO. And it was Masahiro Chono trying to get both of those personalities in the NWO. It sounds ridiculous on paper, but it actually worked. It was very intriguing and very awesome. And then when it finally did happen, the fucking thing blew up. So um, I have to go back and watch some of this now. Yeah, yeah, it was very, very, very... Like I said, it sounds silly me saying it, but yeah, that that was really again to give you a a, a shit WWE uh, uh, comparison. It would be like if Finn Balor, right, the Demon, was in a faction and called but, the Balor but, Club, right? But but Finn Balor wasn't right. Like the Demon persona was, and but the 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 regular old Finn Balor was not in the NWO. Uh, or a faction, and there was a recruiting people trying to get him into the, both personalities into the uh, NWO, or, or the you know what I'm the fuck I'm trying to say. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. There you go. But so that's what that's where we got right now. So maybe not to that extreme, but it is. I love the idea of a chase of someone being recruited for a faction, and if in fact he's going to be in it, or if he's going to turn his back on his friends, or how's that going to work out and pan out. So I'm excited for that. Uh, I think it adds a new, uh, an extra spicy layer to to Goto that he desperately needs. You're right. It, it adds some some pepper jack cheese to that burger. There you go. I like that. I'm starving, by the some way. Some chipotle sauce. So am I. I think, <laughs> I be honest with you. I think that, <laughs> that the both of us always end up starving in the I middle know. of these podcasts. I know. I'm famished. You guys fucking kill me. I would do anything for a fucking pepper jack cheeseburger right now. Well, Damon, don't worry. We're, we're almost at the home stretch here, and right. we've arrived at the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match. The champion, Kushida, defending against Bushi. You know, this is one of those matches that – on paper, you're like, oh, yeah, I can't wait for this. This is going to be great. And then just all of the shenanigans and the bullshit that happened on the outside. I'll tell you what. I, I can't even picture Kushida, what he looks like without green mist sprayed <laughs> off. I, I, I don't know what he looks right. like without it anymore. I right. can't picture it. That's funny. Uh, yeah, every time he walks into a fucking you know, mouthful of mist, I, I feel like I shot my load in the beginning of the, of the show. In the sense that I, I got nothing new to fucking yell about in this match that I haven't already. I fucking and the more I think about it, the more disappointed I am in this match. This match had the prospect of being just a really fantastic, great fucking match, and it was ruined, ruined, absolutely fucking ruined uh, with all this horseshit, los ingobernables, fucking, ugh, just. I'm so not into it. And again, the, the the cherry on top, the fucking icing on the cake, is the fact that the, this interference was finally thwarted, and finally uh, 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 a, a monkey wrench was thrown into Los Ingobernables' plans by none other than fucking Jay White and Raisuke Taguchi. Really, that's how we're going to end this. That's how this story is going to go. Ugh. The, Colin, 
I fucking am so disappointed in this match, man. I feel like I'm scolding a child. I'm so disappointed <laughs> in you two. It really didn't live up to anywhere near the excitement level that I had for this match. I have a and question. I was going into it really excited, and it really didn't play up to it. And it, and uh, it, it it missed the mark. It 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 was. I'm not going to so go so far as to say it was a dud, but it. It wasn't man, a dud. It, no, it, it was not a dud. But the interference yeah. did really hurt this match in a bad way. Now I have a question: When the referee turns around and he looks at Kushida, and Kushida is covered right. in, in, in green goo. Does he just think, oh, gee, I, I guess his pen exploded. I, I don't fucking... <laughs> right. Or his, his ex- ex- appendix blew up. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I know. It's just... And then on top of that, he sp- Bushi spits more mist, pink mist, yes. at him. So, like, Kushida looks like this 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 green, pink monster. Like, yeah. It's stupid. It looks like a fucking watercolor. It defies <laughs> all... <laughs> all logic and listen i get it's pro wrestling and 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 but even the interference and the just not like i don't want to see this and also when, when 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 naito is trying to interfere on the apron and the referee you know is trying to get him down from the apron it was kind of dumb of kushida to do his his handspring you know yeah and he, he knocks out the referee too yeah he, he should have seen he was going to knock out the referee as well there was one spot that I kind of thought like the the fire was lit and when um Kushida was ripping off Bushi's mask. And that's another thing I can't fucking stand is the ripping of the masks. But okay, whatever. Uh it's insulting, Damon. It is, I understand. I'm gonna rip um, off your mask. <laughs> I have many layers. I have many layers underneath my mask. Um and then they start really teeing off on each other. And I kinda enjoyed that. I thought that was that was a nice little element that was missing from the match colin i I know i said it a thousand times already it just this this match on paper had so much promise and the feud going into this had so much promise it it was it was a huge letdown and a major disappointment and probably looking at this year so far it it is that that is my number one I'll, i'll remember this throughout the year and and i don't i don't really keep things you know, I'm not going to go back and reference shit that happened. Like, you know, if if it's November, I'm, it's hard for me to kind of go back and sit there back and be like, well, remember fucking new beginning. This one, this one's going to stick with me for a while. I, I, I really am uh, not a good way to start the run. Not well, a good way to start the run, Kushida. At the very least, at the very least, we can say that Kushida walked away still IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. And I think that. That puts an end to this feud. Hopefully, I I don't want to see another. I do. Yeah, I would, I would see another. I mean, I, sure, I got... but 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 we're not going to get the match that we want though, as long as Bushi is in Los Ingobernables. So there's no maybe. point. I mean, maybe. What if we I make can't... it a cage match? Let's, let's make it a hell in the cell. <laughs> They'll probably bring out bolt cutters. Let's 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 do a bull rope match. That'd be great. Is, is the bull rope match like, or the, like the Indian strap match, the worst fucking gimmick match? <laughs> it is. I think so. I don't think there has ever been a successful match. one. And I hate when they have to go to all four corners. Ugh, terrible. My favorite is Steve Austin versus Savio Vega. That's oh. my favorite strap match. Wow. I mean, listen, there have been some decent ones, I guess. I mean, was Valentine Piper good? Uh, maybe that was a chain match though. Um, Piper ruptured his eardrum. Yeah, I mean. 
Uh, but yeah, it's probably one of my least favorite gimmick matches or like those type of bull rope matches stink. All right. Yeah. Well, I want I want Kushida to move on here to somebody else that isn't in Los in Gobernables. Uh, look, I'm I'm not a huge fan of heel faction as factions at this point. I'm kind of over the whole heel faction bullshit. Uh, but all right, whatever. I, enough complaining for me. All right, our next match here, the the, the semi-main event for the IWGP Tag Team Championship. The champions, GBH, Makabe, and Holma defending against the Bullet Club, Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows. Damon, I know that this was probably a very emotional match for you. You know, you probably had to, to fight back some tears knowing that this is... This was probably the last time that you're going to see Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows challenged for these tag titles. I, I gave as much thought about what you just said. Uh, I, I think I gave more thought into the dump I took on Tuesday. <laughs> on Tuesday? Then, that must have been yeah. some dump. Yeah, that's that's exactly my like who got more thought. Like what What got more thought in my mind? The shit I took on Tuesday or Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows leaving. Um, look, I say that, yet this wasn't a bad match. Yeah, I was just gonna going to in- interject very quickly. I thought that this was an enjoyable, um, hard-hitting, competitive back-and-forth tag team contest. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. There were there were times where like it was like all right they're brawling again and 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 uh, you know there there were times where you know I'm laughing at Doc Gallows um, you know trying to super kick and he can't even get his fucking leg up um, and yeah look there there's 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 that there's that element the the and 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 as a whole you know as as a complete body of work their matches with GBH have not been bad at all. And, and again, it's, 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 I can't put that all on GBH. Some of that credit's got to go to Gallows and Anderson. Now, truth be told, I really feel like it's Carl Anderson. That's doing a lot of the heavy lifting, but okay, let's I think be the fair. Gallows worked good in this match. Yeah. I, I don't think it was, it wasn't, it wasn't brutal. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a look, you know, the truth. I got. I got to call it the way I see it. And and Gallows and Anderson has have had two back to back solid matches. You know, going for these tag belts, and one of them at the dome, losing the tag belts, uh, and then this one. They haven't been that bad matches. Um, and all of my usual gripes, yeah, it was there. And maybe maybe I'm looking at it a little bit with rose colored glasses in the sense that I don't have to look at these fuckers anymore. Oh, you mean Maybe. you're not going to watch them in no, NXT? Not, nope, 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 no. Uh, but I can't believe that. But if I'm being honest <laughs> and not doing a fucking radio bit, they've had two good matches. They've absolutely had two good matches. You, you have to give it to them. They have. Not, not, not bad, and this is one of them. Um, I, I didn't hate it. Uh, you know, I'm not going to make a fucking best of comp, but it was it was good. It was It was not bad. Well, you, you you just spoiled my uh, Christmas gift for you. <laughs> a best of a best of show. Okay. <laughs> yep. Okay. All uh, right. So yeah, we saw Makabe hit the big King Kong knee drop on Carl Anderson. Honma does his falling Kokeshi, and there you go. One, two, three. Makabe and Honma retain 
the IWGP Tag Team Championship. Carl uh, Anderson and Doc Gallows bow after the match. This is the last time we'll see them in the title picture. It's not the last time we'll see them, though. I believe that we're going to be seeing them um, on these on Arising shows. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, those will be their last dates. All righty, so we move on now to the main event of the evening of the new beginning in Niigata. We have Kenny Omega versus Hiroshi Tanahashi for the vacant IWGP Intercontinental Championship. So Kenny Omega, he comes out with Yujiro Takahashi and Cody Hall, and you're thinking, hmm, you know, he usually comes out with the Young Bucks. Where could they be? Well, I don't know. Whatever. He's with Takahashi and Cody Hall. And we do see some early interference um, right from the get-go. But um, as Red Shoes is about to uh, escort these two hooligans out of the match, you know, uh, Omega he slips out and he says, Hey, look, guys, I, I really I want to do this on my own. you gotta, you got to trust me. you got to have some faith in me here. And, and he sends them on their way and we think wow so omega you know he's ready to 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 go toe to toe with tanahashi here like a man no interference well lo and behold a little later on uh those those young bucks they must have been they they, they pulled a a a jerry lawler from the 96 rumble and they popped jerry out lawler, they put they pulled they pulled an austin idol they pulled a uh, austin <laughs> idol tommy rich from memphis that's what they did well, I always think of Lawler from the Rumble when I when I see somebody do that spot. But yeah, the Bucks come out uh, from underneath the ring a little later on in this match. But before that, you know, we have to talk about um, all the all the the great selling we saw here, um, both and not only from Tama, from uh, Tanahashi, but from Omega after Tanahashi was really working on his leg here. I think he legit hurt his leg. If you look at that spot, it was like a monkey flip spot. And uh, Omega comes down on his, you know, he does the flip and lands on his feet, but his knee gives out. And you see him go down, and, and the camera shot is on him, and he's like, fuck. Like, fuck, I got another 15 minutes to go, and my leg is shit. So then they do the other spot where uh, it might have been like a power bomb or something where, you know, he needed his legs to support, and his legs didn't quite, you know, support the move. Um, either this was, the, yeah, Colin. Either this was masterful selling, and nobody's going to give him shit about selling a leg. I think it's the other way around. I, th- I think he legitimately hurt himself. Um, now, the 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 degree of which he hurt himself, I don't know. Um, and again, maybe he, I could be dead wrong, but to me, it seemed like he hurt his leg. And you got to give him mad props because he he, you could tell that he was hurting throughout the entire match. Um, he was able to finish the match and still have a very good match. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we saw some great stuff in this match. And uh, li- like we alluded to earlier at the beginning of this broadcast here, unlike the Kushida Bushi match where all of the shenanigans and the bullshit on the outside really affected the quality of the match, here it fit. This is one of those rare occasions where all of the all the interference that is going on really kind of helps to tell the story of the match. And boy, these guys told one hell of a story. I mean, some of them, you know, I, I, again with the reverse Frankensteiners from uh, Omega. And how about the spot where uh, Omega has Tanahashi in the uh, one winged angel, but Tanahashi reverses it into a reverse Frankensteiner? You know, it's great stuff here. And then in, into a dragon suplex after that. We saw some uh, some scary looking things, quite frankly, in this match. There are plenty of times, Colin, where, and, and again, this is 
to me, this is what makes a really great match. When you kind of go into a match and you you have a pretty good idea of, of, of which way they're going from a booking direction. And there are moments where you're like, oh, my God, Tanahashi's going to fucking pull this off. You know, there, 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 were, there were more than one occasion where it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're going. In. Oh, he kicks out. Right. And even vice versa. There were times where it's like, OK, this is this is here we go. This is where the story ends. And Tanahashi kicks out. So I'm, I'm, I'm totally happy with the way that the match progressed. I'm OK with the with the with the um, interference in this. And here's why um, it in every opportunity, you know, it, it was a reason for. Tanahashi to kind of fight through, fight through, fight through, but in the end lose out. Um, and I know that kind of doesn't make much sense in the sense that Bushi, you could say the same thing for Bushi. I just felt that every everything that they tried to do in the Bushi Kushida match was everything that I hated about the interference, yet everything that I liked about the interference in in the main event match worked for me you know what i mean like everything worked the interfere that if you took both things equally i just feel like in the given scenario and how the match was laid out in the omega tanahashi match it worked and it and, and, and this is in the most basic sense it worked for them it didn't work for bushi and and kushida in fact it annoyed me more than anything else um but no i thought uh, I had no problem with the hiding underneath the ring. I had no problem with the super kick from the Young Bucks. Uh, I had no problem with the trash can stuff. Did it get a little long-winded? Yes, of course it did. But overall, I didn't have a problem with it. And again, I think the biggest praise I can give to the match is that there were moments where, hmm, I know, I kind of know where they're going with this finish, but yet it looks like there's a 2.9 2 count coming. Um, and it, 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 it had me, it, it sold me in. It, it sold me that that was going to happen. Oh, by the way, fire. Can you hear that in the background? I, I was going to say, it sounds like you have a 2.9 <laughs> count coming up to get the hell out of the house before. The, the, Again, the, we, the have, bomb we have drops. A, a nuclear Holocaust, uh, ready to take place here. And get into your bomb shelter, Damon. <laughs> I know I have to go get my canned goods. I'll be, uh, I'll be uh, right back. I'm going to see you on an episode of that show Doomsday Preppers pretty soon. <laughs> it, I, it's amazing how, uh, how 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 much fire activity I have in this neighborhood. It's pretty amazing. Uh, all right, keep it down out there. I thought <laughs> I honestly thought that this match was over when Omega hit the Styles Clash. I thought that's I, how I, it was going to end. I feel like I'm in an FMW match. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the ring is going to explode. <laughs> I got, I'm waiting for Onita to fucking pour water on my head. Um I'm sorry, Colin, what were you saying? I was saying that I thought that the match was going to be over once Omega hit the Styles Clash. Yes, yes, I I think that would have been... Uh, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm so distracted by this uh, fire alarm. Uh, yes, the, the Styles Clash. Um, it would have been a uh, fitting ending to this match. But it sounds like Ishii's music. <laughs> Doesn't it start off with a siren? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and a dog Again, the first I can't I can't get out of pick like an FMW where they had like the guy like the referee would be like in this gigantic trench coat and like these big industrial gloves and goggles waiting for the ring to blow up. Um, oh FMW, fucking characters. Um, all right, let's get back on track here. So match, yes, uh, the the Styles Cash could could have been and it would have been awesome if it was a, 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 his new finisher. Uh, but no, I'm I'm perfectly content with everything that we saw here uh, with uh, Kenny Omega picking up the strap. Yeah, Omega hits 
uh, his version of like a Bamaye knee strike. A few of them. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of them. And then hits Tanahashi with the one-winged angel. And uh, yeah, Kenny Omega walking away your new IWGP Intercontinental Championship, thus crowning him the top foreigner in New Japan Pro Wrestling. How um, about Michael Elgin, though? So we, we talked earlier about how <laughs> yeah. nobody, nobody helps yeah, that's Tanahashi, right? right? Yeah, that's right. And finally. And finally. Finally, Big Mike makes his way out of the meat locker, right? He kicks open the door. <laughs> He's probably had to put on a shawl to, to warm himself up. Uh, but he finally makes it to ringside. Uh, I'm glad it was him, you know, getting a nice little main event rub. Well, uh, who else would in. it have been, really? I mean, I mean, it makes perfect sense. I have no problem with it. I love it, as a matter of fact. And then carting off the young bucks, taking both of them over his shoulder and walking them back to the ramp. I liked it. I thought that was very good. I thought that was very good. Yeah, I, w- I was saying to myself, well, uh, my 